from Johnny Blues Bar in Crumlin. You're listening to Tales from the East Stand with your host Gary Parsons and the Prof. Carl Riley. It's episode number 47 and we've loads to talk about today. We have Sly going Dundalk, not one, not two, not three, but four quizzes between the Rovers players, t- the questions from the East End. So as usual, it's me, Gary P, and the prof, Carl Riley, is alongside me. Well, we have a special guest today in Johnny Blues Bar and it's Davey Mack. Davey, say hello. How's it going? Uh, what do you think of Johnny Blues? Very impressed, I have to say. It's I real. Yeah, 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 I thought it was an urban myth, yeah. but no, it's impressive. So Shazzy, Lukey and Tomer have all been here before and uh, did they tell you anything about it? They did. Shazzy was telling me, uh, he gave me the address and he was saying he pulled up outside and he was looking for a bar, like he said, he was actually <laughs> looking for a proper bar. Some little gaff and crumb. So he said he better knock on the door and he said he, someone opened the door with a big long beard down to his feet and he <laughs> said, come on in, sat down on a cup of tea with him and he brought him outside to the back and obviously this is where he came to. Johnny it's, Blue. It's Johnny yeah. Blue. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's... That's Johnny Blues anyway, so it is in fact real. We've had plenty of sessions here before. Uh, so how was the gym today? Because apparently Darren didn't, didn't let you eat any Easter eggs. Yeah, I think some of the lads were allowed to have a couple because they knew they weren't playing the game yesterday. Because <laughs> we only found out, obviously at the same time as everyone else found out, the game was off. Um, so it was a quite enough Easter, let's just say that. <laughs> so we'd Monday's League Cup to Longford, as uh, Davey said, it was called off. The waterlogged pitch, probably better off in the long run, isn't it? Just get the game off and... Hopefully the pitch doesn't t- much too much wear and tear on it. And it's been rescheduled for the 23rd of April. So, were you disappointed? I was disappointed myself. Obviously, I haven't really played too much in the last couple of weeks. So, there's a few of us that are really looking forward to getting a couple of minutes under our belt. Um, so, yeah, it was disappointing that they didn't get called off in the end. And you brought your Wheel of Fortune with you today. So, tell us how it works. Yeah. I'm just going to describe it for us. It's, it's pretty much a Wheel of Fortune. All different colours on it and different sentences. So, Davey, give, give us a... Yeah, I don't think the lads would call it the Wheel of Fortune now. Misfortune. <laughs> Misfortune, yeah. Mis- <laughs> yeah. Um, so what happens is every day we have to fill in certain things for Darren Dillon. So there's an email that goes around to write how hard the training session was, how your body feels, things like this. There's urine tests to see how hydrated you are. So there's certain things that we need to do every morning. And if you miss out, it's a way in and a way out. If you miss these things... It's a two euro fine, but instead of paying a two euro fine, we've decided you're going to spin the wheel instead. Right. So we've got things on it. Your fine might be doubled, might be tripled. There's times four there. Quadrupled, yeah. Yeah, so it can build up over a while. So for example, we did it today, and I think Dean Dillon probably came out the worst. He thing. seems to get in a lot. <laughs> yeah, he came out on 66 quid. Um, Aaron what? Bulger out 50 quid. I think Graham Burke had a few as well. 
So there's other things on it's it's not just um, money's things. There's a thirty second dance which the lads hate getting. I heard Lukey got that yeah. train around. Lukey got times. that. Yeah, so that was brilliant. It was thirty Smell, seconds. Smelly song. bib. What have you got? Smelly, smelly bib. bib gets um, <laughs> that gets put in a bag every week and just gets as horrible as it can. You have to wear it for one week straight. There's nominate a mate who you get to pick someone else to take your place on the guillotine and spin the wheel. Oh, There's red arse, which you just line someone up on the goal and kick footballs at them. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a week's clean-up, so after lunch they have to clean up for a week. That was only added today. So we change around all the time. Ah, we brought the so Portugal. You're the main well. man. You. I'm looking you after him now. Yeah, I bought it this year. I'm in charge of the fines. So it'll be <laughs> tough work sometimes trying to get money out of a few of the boys. I don't mind yeah. being in charge of the kitty now. <laughs> Some of the lads are petrified by this, just talking to them at Rosedown. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they hate it. They nervous of yeah, so we had, uh, we had Pat Bourne and we had Mick McCarthy on the show last week. Mick McCarthy's following the club 56 years and he used to, if you didn't listen, he used to paint these Bono's U2's and Def Leppard personal painter for the last 30 years. So he did all their their, their stuff from... Uh, There's still some uh, Guinness left over in the fridge, if you're interested, Dave. Pat Bourne never drank it. <laughs> He's lightweight, is he? Yeah, no, he wasn't, he wasn't drinking at all. I think he didn't want to spill the beans. <laughs> Yeah, John uh, Conley was talking about it. He said he thought I left the room at one stage because I just couldn't get a word in yeah. between the two of them because they grew up together. <laughs> it was like the two Muppets yeah. in the, the Muppets Christmas cards, the yeah. two old lads. Also, what amused me was every time I had to advertise that show, I had to keep saying, Rovers fan, Mick McCarthy. I had to prefix with that. Otherwise, just get a load of questions people say, Pan. Yeah, not, well, did, you, did you have to send them home? Yeah. No, not, not that one, not that Mick McCarthy. So we had Stephen Cunningham. He said, just been listening to the latest episode, Cracking Show again, lads. He said, your podcast is easily the best thing to happen for us overseas, overseas hoops in all the years I've been away. So I can't really thank you enough for what you're doing. So we love all these comments. We love all the compliments. Keep them coming. Up to you, going And Billy Nolan is car Monday evening. He said, there's a crash on the M50. He might get to the end of the podcast. So every cloud has a silver lining. So another one, another compliment. Like I said, keep them coming. We love them. And Dangerous Dave, he's not happy at all. Because we call him the crankiest man at Rovers, and if you if you ever you you sit in the east or in the west end when when you're not playing, have you, what do you think of the atmosphere there? Is there much of a? Uh, we we seem to think that there's there's quite a lot of old lads over there that, that give there's, an awful time. There's a few cranks. There's a few cranks. Uh, to be fair, with the, the way the bench is, that it kind of comes over, and we don't really hear a lot yeah. that goes on behind us. But now in saying that, my dad has moved from. The West End to the East End. He moved. He just he? said it's better crack over the East <laughs> yeah, End. Delighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does in the East End. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring him down to our block. Before we'd even left Johnny Blues on the Sunday, a picture went up online of Mick at Sean O'Feeker's dad's 60th birthday party. All right, I saw Dave. that. Yeah, all the old school hoops, the, the West End stalwarts. We were still here cleaning up, but next thing he just pops up <laughs> yeah. online and he smiled. We had just said hello. To, we just said goodbye yeah. to him, right? And then, like twenty minutes later, he's in the turn your room with a point. <laughs> I'm like, how, how did you get there so quick? But you can listen back to that show in the usual places: SoundCloud, iTunes, and uh, we're on a new service now called TuneIn. So someone asked us to get on that, so we're on a Stitcher as well. And if you need to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with us on our Instagram, Tales from the East End, Riley Parsons on Facebook, Tales from the East End at gmail.com and at East End Pod on Twitter. So if you need to get us, that's where we are. We have a quick interview to roll out from Paddy Daly, the winner of our Facebook competition last week. He won a Rover's mug, scarf, and a copy of Carl's book, Tala Time. So here's Paddy. I'm here with Paddy Daddy, the winner of, our, winner of our giveaway competition. He correctly guessed two hours, 39 minutes for a Pat Byrne Mick McCarthy show. Was there a reason behind that guess? Yeah, it's actually my son's party. He was born the second as a tour in 97. But we only fit in two, three, nine, so that's, it. that's the only reason. <laughs> I always have to pick those numbers. Are you happy with your prize? Absolutely. Always happy with a Rovers prize. So, uh, Paddy, you started following Rovers in the 60s. 
I think the first game I went to was in 69 with my dad. It was a water game, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't know a whole lot about it. I used to run around playing chase with a few lads. Georgie Kelly being one of them, the Rovers photographer, Brendan O'Neill being another one. I'd probably t- start taking it seriously, I'd say around the 70s, when Mick Megan was manager, just before Johnny Giles came home. And that's the, the earliest I can remember now. That was my first season, I think, in the 70s as well. Do you remember an early game from the 70s? Early game from the 70s, I would say, let me think, let me think. I remember a cup replay against Parkville, believe, I believe it or not. We won 4-1 and Donald Murphy, who was one of my heroes that time. 75. I thought it was 75. Well, actually, I remember there's a few games before that I'd remember too. When Terry Daly, Eugene Davis, Pat Whelan, I can go back. My God, Tony Ward is another one of my favourites as well, so I remember all them. Do you have a single favourite player from the 70s? Probably Donald Murphy or Tony Ward. Yeah. Yeah, um, who else? Let me see, probably Pooch Davis as well, even though before he fucked off to Athlone. But he was another favourite as well because he scored a lot of goals as well. So you were in Waterford last Friday. What did you think of the game? I thought we'd done very well. I have to be honest with you, second half especially, after going a man down, I thought we deserved at least a draw out of it. I thought we were robbed by the referee, but you're... That's old. That's old news, I suppose. Can't keep blaming referees and and else. A lot of injuries that night, including yourself. Yeah, we, yeah. Well, that was me going down in the car for two and a half hours, stuck behind the big long fuck Brian Bork in the back of a car, my knees up my chest, and I'm in a plaster ever since then, since, since that last Friday night. So we're finishing the first series of game now tonight against Sligo. How happy would you be with our points haul? I'd be reasonably happy, but talk we could do with two or three more I thought against Bowles it was, it was ridiculous and away to Cork I thought we were I thought we, were, I thought we deserved a draw that night as well and especially last week we deserved a draw so we should, should be should be three points more in my opinion you're a Newcastle fan as well how did you get into them? <laughs> my ex-wife is from Newcastle and I went over there oh my god when Kevin Keegan was manager and one evening she brought I never followed an English team and she brought me to Newcastle against Forest. it was on Stevens' day and Newcastle won 4-0 so I just sort of uh, said, well, that's, that's going to be my English team from now on, and ever since then it has been. A few Robbers Newcastle things, uh, Liam Tuohy, Duffer, Brandon Mealy. That's right, and Lee Barnwell, yeah. you know, and his dad. Yeah. Who else? I think, um, what's the first Huberman, what's his name? Uh, Luke. Luke Proctor. Yeah. yeah, Luke Proctor, yeah, another Newcastle fan, so there's four of us in the club. <laughs> did you go to the Robbers Newcastle friendly in Tata, 2009? I did indeed, yeah, and funny enough, when I go to Newcastle now, there's a pub over there called the... Um, Oh, it's right opposite the ground, the, the strawberry. And I used, used to always, when I brought the kids back to Newcastle, I used to always go in there for a point, no matter what time it was, before the game or even during the week. And it turned out the guy who owns it is actually a Rovers member. And he has a big paraphernalia there with, from the Rovers in Newcastle game in the glass cabinet. So that's, I'm not, I only discovered that recently, by the way, because I never, it's actually beside the Ladies Jackson there. I never went down to the Ladies Jackson too often. So that's, that's how uh, I discovered that down there. But yeah, he's a big, big Rovers fan over there and a member. So, would you have a favourite ever Rovers game? A favourite ever Rovers game? Um, probably the year we won the years we won the league in the 80s in Milltown. We were getting beaten 2 1 with a few minutes to go. Um, Pat Bourne and Mick Neville got the winning and the, the free kicks. Yeah. Two free kicks down the Milltown Road end. That's one of me, but there's loads. There's too many to. Even in the bad old days, you know, when we got. We got a few points. They, they were good. They were good games, and I suppose the Bowls won in Tala when we won three two, or sorry two one. That was a cracking game as well. Do you have a favourite uh, Tala era player? Tala era player, um, probably Craig Sivess. 
I always thought to this day I don't we have a, we've had a better centre half in Tala in my opinion of course can Ali be the new Sylvester possibly possibly well Lee Grace could be yeah. you know I, I, I'd actually put Lee Grace ahead now don't, nothing wrong with Ali by the way but I think Lee Grace has a bit touch of class there really do we just came out of the 899 bar in uh, Tala what do you think of the whole pre-match experience four games absolutely top notch because it reminds me of Milltown we used to go into the bar in Milltown before the games we used to go into the bar in Milltown after the games now I wasn't drinking then I was obviously going to with my dad and after that we used to go up to drop him well afterwards because I'm, I'm actually originally from Milltown so it was, it was just handy for me but I think it's a great experience and full, full marks are clear for doing that now that was Paddy and that was him running around Milltown with George Kelly as a youngster and uh, he follows Newcastle as well same with Barnes or was it with uh, Lee Barnwell you mentioned that and his dad yeah Yeah, so they probably know each other and Trevor Clark turned 20 on Monday but had the bad news that he will miss the rest of the season with a cruciate ligament injury and he suffered in war over Dave you had a bad injury in England something similar didn't you yeah I'd done my MCL over in England um, I actually had a very bad time and I ended up tearing a grade 2 so there's, there's three grades um, grade 1 is the easiest grade 2 is kind of medium and yeah. then grade 3 is quite bad uh, what Trevor's done is actually a full rupture so it's grade 3 um, what I did was a grade two first. I ended up coming back after three months, and then the first training session I went into, I went in for a, a pass the ball, and I did it again. I done a grade three this time, so I needed the operation. I went and got the operation, then I was out for four months in a knee brace on crutches. I came back and trained for a week, and I ended up going into a tackle then, which I just couldn't pull out of. I mean, then did it would it be again. like you now, in yeah. fairness. <laughs> <laughs> so I did it, ended up doing it again, and uh, I was in a brace again on crutches for another four months, that was, and that's when I eventually So that was completely stop and start. And at one stage, like, do you ever think to yourself, fuck this? this that was when I went to third time. I remember driving out, because you kind of, you go into the physio, he gives you the news, and I remember just grabbing my gear and walking out and just saying, And this was it. with Stephen at that time, was it? Yeah, I remember just saying, I'm finished, I'm not, I'm no not playing anymore, I don't want to play anymore. You have to think long term, like Paul Curry said, you have to think long term. Yeah, that think, was it, was yeah. I was thinking about, I can't walk anymore. Replacement. Yeah. yeah. But thankfully I rehabbed the back and got the call to come back here. You'd never have guessed anyway, the way you throw yourself about <laughs> on the pitch. And um, so, who to play at left back now? So that's Lukey. I don't think, I think he got a bit lucky. He said something about, uh, he just got a couple of bruises. When he got the knock, that's Trev out. So it's looking like maybe, I don't know, we've got... Who, who's going to play left-back, Prof? Sean Cavanagh? Well, you would think Sean Cavanagh, but we'd lose him then up further up the field. Yeah. It'd be kind of a loss then. So ideally, it's Joey O'Brien, I think. Yeah, if, if, if he, he can slot in, if, yeah. if he comes in. But then again, you've got maybe one of the young lads. Who have we got? We've got Erica Bulu and Martin Zola-Kanye, those two young full-backs, two very promising young guys. So it remains to be seen. Now, I think he might just slot Sean Cavanagh in there. And then maybe Joel will get a, a run out on the wing. Well, thankfully, Kevin only got the one game ban. Uh, Rightly so. Brazzer appealed, well. he brought in the video evidence. And as he said, it wasn't even a free kick. Oh, Brazzer brought in the video evidence? Never Went in, card, loaded, yeah. all guns cocked. Yeah. As Con was saying in the 1899 bar, it's kind of frustrating reading people talking about our indiscipline. Saying, oh, here comes the red cards game for hours. But both of them were stupid. Yeah, no, we've been, happy, red we've been happy with our discipline this season. So this is kind of frustrating on paper, we've got two. But neither of them were red cards. No, not definitely not. And especially Ali's one. That that, that was that was shocking. I mean, it was all eyes on on the ref with it, on the telly and everything like that. Paul Paul McLaughlin, wasn't it? And he had a stinker that day. What did you think of that one in Waterford day? Yeah, it was disappointing, obviously, to lose him so early, and he's been brilliant for us. Ali has um, excellent performance. For I actually, man. Yeah, I didn't get to see back now in any replays, but he obviously just tripped over. He didn't he fell. deliberately. Yeah, he just fell. Over. I mean, when you fall, instant reaction is to put your hands out. 
and his hands just clipped him and it was a complete accident personally the way we talked about this before I just think the ref could have had common sense like you said all the time prof common sense just doesn't seem to be a factor for these refs mm. go over to him and say listen it's 8 minutes in you've been booked and the conditions people the conditions were slippy take it easy yeah. yeah common sense just didn't come in and you know what like we talked about with Pat and Mick the assessors are on their backs in the stand so they're thinking the assessor's watching me I'm constantly being graded here so mm. that's another thing that might be a problem we had George Bourne who passed away three years ago on Monday and his memorial quiz was a great night each of the 25 teams uh, had a player or member of the backroom staff at their table and the teams were named after their player so well done to Sean Cavanagh's team on winning ably supported by Paul Clayton Senior, Junior and the prof Carl Riley so Sean's team scored an impressive 50 points out of 60 <laughs> This is, this is growing this is spread like wildfire at this stage no. noises in the room there <laughs> I, I went in to the 1899 suite uh, half time at Sligo and the whole room was gunning for the prof he didn't come in fans left right and centre going where is he where is he they're all dying to get a hold of him well I'll tell you the next day because we were, we were training the next morning and the lads were gathered around the gym and we were talking about the questions Who, what questions did you answer and everyone was having a bit of crack at it because we enjoyed it as well mm. and uh, Cavo came in we went, yeah, he was doing well, he's a good team as well. Prof must have like just known all the answers to him. He was the biggest cheater the whole lot. He said, <laughs> so he's going into the toilet and googling the answers. Oh, been caught. The prof has been caught. Your, your reputation is tarnished now. Oh, God. But um, yeah, we had uh, second place was Brad's team with Junior Hoops volunteers, Paul Weaver, Bill Gleason, and Glenn Dunn, as well as Hoops hero John Cody. And they needed a tie break to pip Joey O'Brien's team, Ross Williams, Ian Williams, and Shane McCormick and John Butler to second place on 48 pro- um, points. So, what were the prizes, bro? Celebrating uh, style, apparently. Yeah, bigging it up. Limousine. No, New Balance bike. Uh, Prosecco. Bottle of Prosecco. Pascal popped like it on that. stage and soaked yeah. everyone. Another copy of the greatest league in the world. So, I've got three of those now for yeah. some reason. I must take one off you, actually. Yeah. Brazzer won uh, Paddy Power Vouchers. Oh, what? Do you know, I'm not surprised there. Has to be something. He's not allowed, league. though. See, he can't. Unless he's getting the rules about that. That can't be legal. He's betting on the nags. He, he can go, go ahead with it. Still I wouldn't have minded those now. Paddy Power about you. And uh, you have a victory speech, Puff. Is that right? No, I don't have a victory speech. <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> David uh, just cheats out. <laughs> but we actually, I actually have some, a surprise here, Puff, that I, you do have known nothing about. And um, this has been in the works for the last two weeks. I've been asking. Considering I thought it was great that you had Davy in. And that you did win and you came forward, so we had a, a few surprise questions for the prof because a lot of people want to get to know you. And he <laughs> don't see the look on his face here. There's actually this could take this could take a few minutes, so we might skip some questions. But we actually have all the fans who have sent in questions for you. <laughs> I've been compiling these for the last. I didn't agree to this for the last two weeks. So we're gonna get David to answer a few, ask a few as well. So. This could go on a while, but we'll ask. Uh, we need a cell, we need a phone blocker in here. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, <laughs> Kenny B in Glasgow, he says, "What's your favourite stat of all time?" That's like asking me my favourite game of all time. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Children. It is, and you know what? This is one of the most prolific questions that everybody asks: "Is what is your favourite stat of all time?" It's like picking your children. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the Aiden Price on the belt winning the. Premier Division and First Division. Yeah, so Price is the like only one to win the Premier League and the yeah. First Division. Yeah, just that's, springs to mind. That's, that's a force yeah. that springs to mind. Yeah, that's, that's with Rovers. Yeah, yeah. 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 both of them, yeah. 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 And uh, <coughs> Pat Martin says, who's your favourite ever Rovers player? Uh, t- probably Twiggy, yeah. Mm, that's a bit uh, Twiggy, doesn't it? Big fan of Ron the too. And Ryan, there's a couple of crackers in here. Ryan Legrue wants to know who the biggest f- Rovers fan in Crumlin is. I think he's trying to 
he's trying to go for your number one spot there. And when did you get involved in stats and have you got a background in it? I started as early as like school. I just like even the PE league. I, I, just, I, I remember that. I kept like kept the like the top scorers and the it was all very primitive at the time. I didn't even know anymore. And then I just had a breakthrough around when we went moved into Tala. The, the stats just get more and more detail. I started just on penalties. Well. Was, we kept, I remember the penalty ones, they were brilliant. We kept missing so many penalties. I did this giant post on We were coursed, were we? And it kind of snowballed from there, yeah. And uh, Ryan also says, who's your favourite Monkey Madness guest? Ah, uh, Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn, yeah. yeah. Pat Flynn was going correct. Now, there's a few here, Professor, you're going to have to bear with me, considering we were lacking a bit of a... Uh, we have to come back to them. We're, we're, we were lacking a bit of <laughs> material. They bored. So, Sean O'Connor says, um, what inspired Talatime? Um, would you ever take on a Gary Twig autobiography? I would consider a Twig autobiography, yeah. I don't know. What inspired it? What inspired I just Salatime? always wanted to write a book and I just started to love Rovers more and more. I wanted to be heavily featuring stats. And the story of Rovers from Tata was so interesting, you know. Ronaldo, Juventus winning two league titles. It was a whirlwind time and it really was. It was nuts. It was only four seasons, but it was, it was an incredible four seasons. And then the, the prequel we were saying is going to be a terrible time. <laughs> the next few years after that the famous Leicester Senior Cup win we can talk about Paul O'Connell had a good one as well he said um, hold on this, this, he said if you won the Euro Millions would you attempt to invest in Rovers or would you buy an apartment in the Monaco Hills and by day sip Dom Perignon at the Joel Robuchon at the Hotel Metropole in Monte Carlo over Languistine and Quail uh, the latter yeah. <laughs> would you invest in Rovers if you won the Euro Millions yeah I would definitely are you asking number 6 there Dave <laughs> Steve Barrett wants to know will the rap group ever reform those stats would make for lyrical bombs that group will never reform <laughs> it's dead me and him used to make beads in his six feet under it was the biz and um, what else Dan Fulham says who's the best supremo on the GTSC is it Dan or is it Paul uh, I can't it's a tough it's a one class. I'm sure you can answer this one though Tommy, legends. Tommy K or Kenny B Kenny B. Kenny B yeah. all day. And uh, Connor Fitz says, um, hold on, we'll get the good ones. I've been doing this for two weeks now, compiling all day. And you sprung on me now. Yeah, I know, I had to do it. Oh, Shawzy. Shawzy says, you have tr- you have to invite three people to dinner. The dress code is green, Rovers, jumpers, of course. And uh, who do you invite? And what do you cook? So three, it can be Great anybody. Question. I'm terrible at these questions. It can be I anybody. Think of things. Shawzy's a gas man. <laughs> I think he wants to be invincible. That's his superpower, isn't it? I'll just come back to that. I can't, I can't think of names. <laughs> we sprung this on the prof. There's a couple of more. Hold on. Uh, media officer Mark Lynch says, um, who's the best talker in the squad? Probably Tomer. Yeah, he, he likes uh, to talk, doesn't he? Finn or maybe. Ron and Finn up there as well, yeah. And can you elaborate on Pat... Can you elaborate on Pat Fenlon's love of stats? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we can talk about this. Yeah, this was the Bray game in early 2016. I had stats on how long it's been since each player scored a goal. And up at the top were Dean Clark and Killian Brennan. It was like 10 or 11. And uh, Nutsi complained. He thought, he called up someone in the club and said, these are very negative. These stats are so negative. No, stats don't lie. It's yeah. just the truth. Like We're not embellishing yeah. them. He doesn't embellish them at all. And then both players actually scored in the game. And then... Dean Clark was doing an interview afterwards and he actually said 
Yeah, I was reading the Roar's website and I said I hadn't scored in ages and that really motivated me. <laughs> so the score. stats were actually pulled. Yeah. They pulled the stats and no one could see them because yeah. Nutsy thought they were negative. Well, the really kind of stupid thing I thought was he didn't like me calling him Fenden. Even though it was like standard sort of journalistic practice, I called him Pat Fenden, the first line. And then every time after that, I just said Fenden. That's what everyone does. But he was like, I don't like how he calls me Fenlin. Yeah, didn't like him calling by, by his second name. Your yeah. name though. But he was, he was towards the end of his tenure there, so he was getting, there was a bit of pressure on yeah. him. And Colin Morphy says, uh, host of the Greatest League in the World podcast, I think Lee Grace was on it there during the week. And he says, uh, how do you know everything about everything? And the favourite stat, what's your favourite stat ever? We just answered. We pretty went for the price one with that. He says, what's your favourite chant? What's your favourite Rovers chant? Davies one. Uh, yeah, Davies one. No, no, no not Davy Mack, as in Davy and the Ultras. Oh, Davey, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever hear that one? Where the it's a call and... What, what do they call it? Like, he'll, he'll go, Shamrock. Yeah. Oh, I have heard that. Yeah. 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 Although I want to hear it from the other stand, though. Yeah, that'd be like, pretty cool. Yeah. I want to only faintly hear Davey. And uh, his one, he said his his favourite is a Twig of Scotland or Mick Leach. And uh, it might be Twig of Scotland, anyway. Mm. And you ask him there, number 17. <laughs> John Conley wants to know... When did you lose your virginity? <laughs> Probing questions. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, Ray Whelan says, how do you deal with all the female attention being the only single host on the podcast? Yeah, I do have to fend off the ladies at times, but <laughs> I put up with it. And uh, would you have still been an author had you not started following Rovers? Or would you have pursued your promising rap career? Carl Cairns said, would you have still wrote books if you didn't get involved with Rovers? I think so, yeah. Something I always wanted to do, so... And uh, do you get sick of people harassing you for stats about everything? Like, we'll be in the East End and torn, heads just torn, going, hey, bro, what's this, what's that? Like, it's just constant. But I think he loves it. I actually do enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and Ray Wilson asks, what's your favourite band or musician? I love Metallica pretty much. Most to be adult life, so. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. good one of the stalwarts growing up, wasn't it? And your favourite yeah. broadcaster or sports journalist? I thought that was a good question. The tough one to put on the spot. These are all tough. That's what I, I wanted to see Prof squirm today. So we'll put him on the spot. Um, well, Dan McDonald, he's, he's quite good, isn't he? Yeah, I think Dan McDonald's probably the best League of Iron journalist. Yeah. Is that Ray Wilson, the owner? Yeah. Ray's been in here on the session. He's a, he's a listener. Ray drinks 10 cans in two hours. <laughs> Ray's the man. Hi, boss. Ray, How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the way. Yeah. And uh, what else? We, we won't be long here now. And what else have we got? We had Shaz, he asked. We had Jason Maloney, he said, who are your favourite current players? And um, what's the most nervous you've been before an interview? Which which interview had you most nervous and who's your favourite current players? It's <laughs> just like Davey McCaster. <laughs> favourite current players, just at the moment, Danny Carr, because he brings something so different and he's really unpredictable. I just want to see him get, you know, 10, 12 goals. I don't want him to just be an all-round player. Seems like a pretty cool guy as well. We interviewed yeah. him. Plus the, the backflips don't, don't hurt either. <laughs> yeah. But um, most nervous before an interview. Would have been your first video? One that was first one was with Joey O'Brien. Yeah, I was a little nervous for that. Probably, just, probably the first one I ever did with Brazzer. It was the Cliftonville pre-season friendly. I had literally never done it before. I, I interviewed Ronan Finn for this podcast. When I interviewed Brazzer, I had literally never interviewed a footballer or, or a manager about a game or anything before. So there was a bit of shakes there. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. And finally, I think it's quite apt to end with Robert Goggins asking, are you a perfectionist? Oh, you can answer that. 
Yes, he fucking is. He's a serious perfectionist. I know. I know why he's asking. He's asking about my my program uh, articles and my word counts tend to be very exact. I'm telling you, hundred percent. That's um, that's Robert saying. That's me saying as well. He is. And he said, uh, ideal interview. Who'd you love to interview the most? Who is there? That, that's that's kind of tough as well because it's saying who do you want to invite to dinner? You know, who do you think would be most interesting in football to uh, to to interview? Just in England, probably maybe Jurgen Klopp. Oh yeah, he was like an interesting guy. Yeah, he's yeah. the man, isn't he? I really yeah. like him. And finally, we'll end it with this. Robert says, "How do you deal with that other guy, your co-host, Tales from the East End?" I, I endure him <laughs> across the way from this microphone. So that's it for the surprise interview for the prof. Can I ask actually, who's the yeah. worst on the team to interview? Ooh. Current team. I don't know if this is fair because I've only interviewed him once. And maybe he just had a bad day or something. But Sean Boyd didn't give me a lot. <laughs> that's yes and no answer, does it? Yeah. That was in the road zone, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that was, uh, it was straight out of the book of... Interviews for footballers, wasn't it? <laughs> Last season, worst interview I did by far that was Mikey O'Connor. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. No, enough yeah. said there. <laughs> so, why, why do they call him Finner's Pet? Boydy? Yeah. We share lips together myself, Finner, Sean Boyd, and Luke Byrne. And then you're on Northside, lads. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're Lusk, is it? Yeah, I'm out in Rush now at the moment. Well, I'm in Swords, but I'm originally from Rush. So, we all meet up together in a hotel just on the other side of the M50. Right. And uh, Graham Burke and Sean Cavanagh are the other two Northsiders then as well. So when we were in Portugal, Finner and Boydie were rooming together and Boydie would just do anything for Finner. So <laughs> that's, he just became Finner's pet. Then like a little massage. <laughs> yeah, no, and do you know what? We didn't prompt anyone. Any, we've been doing teammates. We'll get you at the end of this as well. And it's, we call the Roadstone Revelations and every time we say Finner's pet, they just laugh and say, no, <laughs> we know the answer. Yeah. So uh, the prizes and the victory speech we spoke about and then Dunster. Prof has abandoned his victory speech. Dunstan quickly turned into the world's biggest fanboy when his team were given Aaron Bulger. And Sean O'Connor said, the quiz was great crack. My team had Stephen McPhail leading the way, but he only showed up after round five. And when asked when he was late, he said his focus on getting the three points against Sligo. And he's back at 7am in the morning to make sure it happens. So dedicated football department there. Just a couple of things on my team. I know I'm getting a lot of grief over <laughs> certain, <laughs> certain phone usage. Finn are giving you dogs this morning as well. Yeah, actually, even when I went to interview um, Dan Carr after the... Stigo game first thing he said to me he just looked at me and says was you cheating on the quiz <laughs> <laughs> not even a hello or anything like, there was talk of a boycott now we weren't yeah. going to do <laughs> oh we were going to boycott and everything Jeez. we'll have to try and curry some favour no but I have to give a shout out to Poddy Clayton though because whatever you may think of me of, of this quiz Poddy Clayton knew almost every answer wealth of knowledge on that quiz mm. plus we're, let's be honest you were the only ones caught a rat on <laughs> to say he obviously did it well because Ethan yeah. Boyle's team were cheating as well, which we found out. What was it? Hashtag Ethan is cheating. It, it, went, it went up <laughs> on the board like yeah. when they were cheating, and then when it got brought to the attention that they were top of the league, they just started dropping them because they were <laughs> looking at them and they had their phones out like just so nose dive, yeah. But funny enough, Paddy Payton's weak subject was Rovers. Really? In this Rovers quiz, because him and his dad Paul are Everton big fans. Everton fans, yeah. Yeah. So he knew everything, every, music, movies. He just said, oh, don't ask me anything about Rovers. Yeah, but that's where you came in. But me and Ryan Legrew knew all the Rovers answers, so. So we had, uh, who else? We had Dean Dillon. He was at table three girls. They had the lowest score. <laughs> I'm surprised. He got grief over the, uh, who scored the goal for France in the 2009 playoff. It was William Gattis. Yeah, he didn't he, get it. He said Henri. He, no, Henri did the handball, wasn't it? And I think he didn't know who scored the penalty in Belgrade. 
Oh, that's that's uh, Buzz was uh, trying to provoke him on that one, and he couldn't get and it. He was nearly kicked out for that. <laughs> but um, the Dave, you were uh, with Ultras by special request, and the group was sponsoring your jersey this season, and you finished second last. So not a great account. I think we were joint second last. Brando was there as well. So oh, yeah, you've I mean, met the lads, yeah. You've met yeah, the Ultras, great, yeah, great, great lads, lads, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Absolutely, man. A couple of stories as well. You should, uh, you should get on our bus one of these days. <laughs> we haven't been onto it now, but we heard it's absolutely nuts. Uh, even down in Waterford, like the display they had there, Unbelievable, wasn't it? I remember just kept coming out with the tunnel and going. The yeah. old stand looked like it was on fire. They're great lads, and they you know what? They brilliant. meet up with other European Ultras every so often at the Sligo game. There was three lads from uh, St. Gallen, the Bangor Maniacs, they're known as. There was a couple of other lads in Galway last year. I think it was Panathinaikos. When we won two one shots, he got the two goals. So there's a, it's good links all over all over Europe. They're steeped in culture. And they're telling me a couple of their plans for the Dundalk game as well. So oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Have they asked you to smuggle in any flares? <laughs> they, they did mention it. So I said, I said, maybe if we get to the cup final, I might be able to help them out because they said they get pat downs everywhere. Well, I'm not going to give away too much. <laughs> they get pat downs where they can usually get the stuff in, but the cup final is a hard one. I saw you making the substitution sign on the quiz now. How soon into the night did you realise we'd all made a huge mistake here? Well, I'm not, I'm, can't, I'm not too sure on the names now, but there was one fella there who was answering everything and he was so convincing that he was right. But when the answers, <laughs> came, yeah, but when the answers came back then, he was wrong on nearly every single one. But <laughs> we still kind of went with him because he was that convincing that he was right every single time. And then the lads all turned and then towards the end... We're going to have to name and shame him. We're going to have to find out who that was. There was one funny story at a table, I won't say who it was, but uh, there was one question. Um, what is cholerophobia? What is it? What is a fear of? It's a fear of clowns. Oh, right. And uh, the person who was in charge right now on the sheets, he accidentally wrote down clouds. And that nearly cost him the whole quiz. Oh, no way. There was only a couple of points in it. Clowns. What was it called? Yeah. What phobia? Clouds. Cholerophobia. Uh, Cholerophobia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I learned something new with the prof. So, uh, we'll talk about Sligo. 1-0 on Good Friday. Kevin Horgan was back in goal. Pico came in for Ali. Sean Cavanagh was in for Brando. And uh, Luke Bourne was actually fine after the Waterford game. And he started this game. So, he only took a knock. Bit of bruise. And then that was it. And um, the eighteen ninety nine bar was absolutely... Jam packed again with Dan Fulham DJing. Places just going from strength to strength, isn't it? I'd say Davy was tempted to head up there during the first half, given like how poor that game was. Jeez. I I'll tell you how bad it was. Right, I fell asleep standing up for the first <laughs> time in my life. Now, in fairness, fatigue had a problem. I was I I'd been on my feet for about forty hours, but I genuinely did you not see me jolting forward every so often. <laughs> I was falling asleep standing up and then just waking up. I was like, George, you know, that was a non-event if there ever was one. One of the worst 45 minutes of football. Yeah, they dragged it down, didn't they? You didn't even come back for the second half. No. You, you tend to vanish now after the... I was up beside Bradzer. I was giving Bradzer yeah. a few few tips. I said, Bradzer, let's just get him out wide. Pull him out here. He was up in the stand with the chairman. Every time you know, the halftime whistle blows, we all kind of look at each other to make a decision. Will we actually go to the effort of heading all the way over? And you as you do, I'm like, I won't see him again. End yeah. <laughs> up catching the game. I'm on my just own. head peeking out from the bar. Yeah. But Karakaran said he had to remind himself he was at a, they had to watch a football match last night, drinking Guinness, listening to the great tunes around by Rovers fans. He said, I love that 1899 and I'll probably never see Rovers score at home again because of it. This is going to be absolutely jam-packed for the Bowls game. So we could drink again on Good Friday, so it's a good thing. But we could drink on last last Good Friday as well. We were selling bills in the mm. sweet last Good Friday. Well, generally, I mean, the law only came to pass this year. One I thing, think definitely a, a, a good thing. I mean, it's, it's an ancient, ancient... Uh, law that was just silly to be honest 1927 1927 yeah one thing I will miss about is um, English stag parties when they'd come over on Good Friday 
looking for a point and there's nowhere to be open. They're not aware of this law. <laughs> the look in their faces is just priceless. Can they buy a, can they buy yeah. a drink? Can they go to the offer? Yeah. So we'll talk about the goal now. Superb uh, in swinging cross from Cabo with that staff. Gandalf, as we call him on the show. <laughs> that left foot. Magical entities. It is a wand. Yeah. It's a wand of a foot. And a super stabbing finish from yeah. Kersey. What they call him, Dan, Kersey, Danny Boy, what, what's this? Just Dan. Well, Dan, yeah, yeah super yeah. finish, I have to say, because it was coming in at pace, it bounced just before he got up and stabbed it home. It was the perfect ball, he just had to get something on yeah. the end of it. Could have thrown it and hit it in with his mickey, it didn't matter. Just get it get it into the net. And uh, Bradzard said that he's doing these celebrations even in the five-a-sides, and he doesn't know how to stop him. Is he, is he doing, he's not doing the training, I, I haven't he? seen that, I think he did it in the start of the season, I actually missed that session when he was apparently practising yeah. up and roll style. So he's, yeah. some people stay back and practice free kicks, he stays back and practice <laughs> somersaults. We saw Dan's uh, celebration, the, the gif, on Twitter, he's doing something weird oh, yeah, with his fingers. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah I remember doing that. that I, I saw that, yeah, I don't know, know what that's that about. Yeah. What do you have in your locker now for those celebrations? I think I just gave it a, a, an elf fist pump or a pumping the, the crest anybody do anything like funny uh, I think Greg Bulger might have dabbed in a few <laughs> yeah. of them in there I don't yeah. know actually who's the joker that's something I didn't ask in, the, in teammates who's the joker of the and the whole team yeah I'd say you uh, no I wouldn't no. be joking no um, does there are many pranks being played there's not too many pranks now there's no real one joke like last year you would have had Simon Madden who would Big have been I, I experienced the wrath like, of that on the plane yeah, yeah and Webby would always join him but yeah. now on this year your gear is kind of safe now so you'll be alright in Europe this year <laughs> your gear is safe so our attendance was an 83,000 2.9 and uh, good, good crowd and Jerry Little said the play should have been stopped I don't agree with that at all no I watched the Black and Soccer Republic I think it was Finn yeah, oh, it was Reese uh, McCabe, wasn't it? McCabe it was hurt, nothing in it at all. A good player, I have to say. And then he ended player. up getting up two minutes later. Yeah, he was up, he was fine. And as Brazzer said, this was like 70 yards from goal. So he ran all the way up to the pitch and scored. Would have been different if this was their box and it's in front of play. Yeah. But he was up flying around after that, so there was definitely nothing wrong with him. He just wanted to kill the game a little bit, I think. But if that was our point of view, Dave, would you be raising? Yeah, it's one of those ones. Someone just happened in between then as well, and they're just looking for the excuse to why the goal went in. Exactly. You can't have people just going down all the time. It was our decision. We we played on with it, so we decided he wasn't genuinely that hurt. Plus the ref. I mean, what's one thing you learn as a youngster? Play the whistle. Exactly. Yeah, Do yeah. You know I mean? It was a couple of phases, and then it went out to Calvert and he whipped it in. So I don't think it really cost them the goal or the game. So I don't know where. But listen, they, they like, people like to clutch their straws, don't they? When 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 they're down and out, so McKay was excellent, though, wasn't he? he? Was he was pinging balls around? He was, yeah. He's, he's a very good little player, isn't he? Player, we noticed yeah. him last year. We thought he was very good as well. I think he's English, is he? I think, I think he is. I think I he came from around there. Yeah, from playing against. And uh, we saw a manager, assistant manager Kevin Deary. He was sent off. He joined Brads in the stand, and he was serving a one-match ban himself. I ended up just beside Bradzer and I was going to offer him a strepsil because he was doing his best to bark instructions from the stand, and he's a good. 30 feet away and at one stage he was like he was just barking at Finner I was like Finner Finner's looking around going who is calling me <laughs> he looked up in the stands it actually ended up being a, yeah. a, a good instruction because Finner ended up breaking up the play right right in front of goal so. and that's what the lads said the lads said they could hear him from up <laughs> in the stands <laughs> that's what he said you're on the pitch you got selective hearing what they said yeah. they could hear him clearly yeah. I said the prof off from a strep so when you interview him afterwards have you had that before other teams your manager was banned and he's shouting at you I've actually never had it from the stand. No, I've never been, never been able to hear him from the stand, really. So, I haven't had that. Mm-hmm. It was one of those wins that was an ugly win and we take that all day. We take an ugly win and it happens because we've been playing some really good football but we've we've uh, we've grinded out a couple of 1-0 wins now and like I said, if this was the other half of the 
if this was Series 4, you'd call that league winning form. Like we did under O'Neill, where you just grind out a win. That team, Michael O'Neill's team, had a habit of just grinding out wins in uh, the circumstances that they needed to do it. So it's, it's an ugly win, three points, and we're in a, a lot better position than we were last year at this time. So definitely happy with what's going on. I suppose on it was just strange because we played 10 times better in Waterford and didn't get anything from that game. Yeah, true. We were yeah. awful in this game. Got three points. But Brad's just pretty honest about it. If you saw him talking to Con afterwards, it's refreshing, isn't it? He admitted that it was flat. Yeah. We were really flat. Yeah, no, definitely. It's good to it's good to see he's so honest. I also like that who he said he wants Kerry to simplify his game. I think that is the way he needs to go because he's coming out of the box a lot to receive the ball. Yeah, that's one thing. He's trying we to do a lot of fancy things. Yeah, we weren't happy with that. No, not that we yeah. weren't happy. He he's excellent holding the ball up, but what we were we were hinting at, we were saying if we get him in the box and get chances into him, he's gonna score and he did. Like look at the chance he took against Sligo. Just get him in the box, keep him in the box and get balls into him, let the three lads behind him do all the work. And, and, and work it from there I think he'd be excellent if we keep getting him in the box and giving him chances if you could do all that and be a poacher he'd be right, there you a go, serious yeah. player but then again listen, it's tough on Shawzi as well because Shawzi was a player of the year last year he was he was brilliant excellent last year and it's just this is the way football goes isn't it you have to keep working hard outside and, and try and get in when he came back from that injury yeah, and it, it probably wasn't the same was he it? it was a horrific injury I saw someone being critical of Shawzi on, on uh, Rora's chat but I mean if he's only coming on the last 15 minutes of games no, you it's can't. hard to get your place in the team in the following game based on that yeah no it's crazy to, to, to criticise anybody coming on for 15 minutes trying to do a job I mean that's the way I see it the one thing I've noticed with this squad as well that everybody seems to be buying into the fact that it is a squad and that let's say you're on the bench you could miss two games you come back in you're there for a reason because mm-hmm. the gaffer thinks that you can do a job there that's what I've, I seem to have, have noticed with the squad as well that everybody's buying into it Buying into the fact that it is a big squad and the people are going to get games with the, the ten-team league being so extensive and the amount of matches in the league, everybody will play eventually. You know, obviously a lot of competition in, in your area, the pitch, Dave. Yeah, massively, and, and like I can tell you that myself. I've been out for the last couple of games, um, but it's one of those where, like you said, it is everyone has bought into it. And that would have been a couple of players last season who maybe even on the bench would have been given out, but we're all in this together. We know we're going to get a chance, so it's either up to the likes of myself. Shawzy, Sean Boyd, the players that, that aren't in the team to really work hard and show the gaffer and training that we can earn a place in the team or else you're going to sit back and sulk and that's going to do nobody yeah. any good and you're going to end up doing your own head in. And you know what, it might, even, let's say there was a sulker in the team, that might that might catch on with someone else who's not on the bench. Let's say he likes him, he's like, oh, well, Johnny's sulking, he's not getting in the team. I'll, I'll do that as well. So it's good to have the senior pros who are going to bring the young lads along if they aren't getting the game. Say, listen, here, you'll get your chance. That's the worry. characters we have yeah. in the dressing room now and that's a credit to the staff and the management who've signed them types of players because from what I've heard them down the years, there was them kind of players that were always in the bad years. Yeah, so. We're going to go out and say is the Brennans. Simple. Killian Brennan, one of the most petulant players to ever come across. And we're obviously not going to ask Dave about his opinion on that because it'd be unfair to come to other players. But between me and the prof, he's one of our most hated players of all time to ever put the jersey on. And he was just so petulant and it just rubbed off on other players as well, you know. It was just it was terrible. And there's no players in the squad like that. There's no Brennans, there's no who else? Who else was a bollocks? I can't believe we bring on now. Brennan's top of the list, but there's no one in the squad like that. And that's it's excellent to see, you know. So we've got lads now who are like competing with each other almost to do extra gym work and yeah. to do extra training off the pitch then as well, just to get better all around. Which is it only just pushes up the standard every single day. Yeah, definitely. So you haven't asked to be sent on loan to Finn Harps, Dave? No, <laughs> no, no. With the rest of them, no. <laughs> I'm gonna stay away from that one. 
Yeah, so we finished that round of games and we 13 points out of 15 at home. So Talat's finally looking like a fortress and one goal conceded. So excellent, excellent form there. And like I said, we've been hoping to make Talat fortress for years now. It just kind of never happened because, like I said, big pitch, nice stadium. Teams like to come and play there. But um, the, the one thing I think stuck out is that, like, an example of our tactics nowadays is that Pats came to us and yeah. sat back. That's what I was about to say. Pats for years came to us and tried to beat us, play football on that big pitch, and they sat back and they wanted. That was a good sign. Yeah, so it's a good sign the teams are actually thinking about how we play now. They're like, well, Rovers had a bit of a threat here. We're going to have to go and defend, try and nick a win. Our fullback still get targeted last year. It was it was our left side. Yeah. Now it's our right side. Just yeah. Everyone's convinced we're weak over there now. Yeah, that's just the case, isn't it? I mean, it's just tactics. It's p- people watching us and think they can expose us, but we haven't really been exposed that much. So. Listen, onwards and upwards. No, in fairness to Ethan, he's improving every game. Yeah, he's a unit, isn't he? The wardrobe, we're going to call him. Ethan, the wardrobe boy, he's just a big, big guy. But um, now we're going to go over questions from the East End now. It's a cup competition this year, Dave. And our first qualifier saw Joey O'Brien defeat Trevor Clark. Trevor Clark thought Derry was a monster. And <laughs> it's a few weeks ago. So we're going to hear how the next two matchups went. And uh, that was the Dubs and the English lads. So we had Dean Dillon versus Sean Cavanagh. And we'd Sam Bowen versus Danny Kerr. Right, so we're back for questions from the East End. We're back in the Roadstone, and uh, it's the cup format again. So it's me and the prof. The prof is going to be the ref. So he'll call you up if you're taking too long. You get 10 seconds for each question. So we're going to start with Sam. Sam, Kuala Lumpur is the capital of which country? Uh, Malaysia. Yep, that's it. And Danny, what do they call you? Danny, Dan, Kersey, what do you like to be called? Uh, Dan, is that my question? No! no. Yeah, <laughs> one point. Right, Dan, which player is the all-time top goal scorer for Trinidad and Tobago? Stern John. Stern John is right! <laughs> Sam, uh, Russia, France, Uruguay and Netherlands. Name one of those who have never won a World Cup. Uh, so that's Russia, France, Uruguay, Holland. I'll go Holland. No, it's uh, Russia. No, he's right. Oh, he's right? Yes. Oh, he's right? Okay, okay. That's me wrong. Right, Dan. You saw me say it, didn't you? No, Dan, name the other country you've never won it before. Out of the four I just mentioned. Russia. Yeah, I think I pretty Find much gave him that one. Go on, it's too hard at the moment. So, uh, Sam, who is bottom of the Premier League? Uh, West Brom. Yep, West Brom. And uh, who was top of the championship? Wolves. Yeah, Wolves. Three all. And uh, name the Waterford goalkeeper. Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Lawrence Vigoro. And uh, name Sam Bowen's former club. Charlton Athletic. Charlton Athletic, yeah. <laughs> Sam, Juventus have won six titles in a row. Which team won it before that? It's Milan. AC Milan. A centenary celebrates how many years of a particular event? 100. Yeah, 100. Oh, he's gone wrong, <laughs> Which river crossing is falling down in a popular nursery rhyme? Which rivers? Ah, not club. London Bridge. And what is the name of the tallest building in London? Oh, 
Oh, it's the mayor's building. Um, sure. Say that again? Did you, did you say something? Yeah. Oh, the ch 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 Charizard. Ch you know that thing. The <laughs> you gotta say, give me something. Charizard. You know, no, it's not a Pokemon. It's not a Charizard. No, what? No, it's not. No, no, it's called uh, the Shard. The Shard. I was trying to say. You said Charizard. Well, I was trying to say that. Give me half a point. What is 23 plus 28? 51. Yeah, 51. What X word is the fear of foreigners or strangers? <laughs> what X word is the fear of foreigners? Start with X. Extreme? Xenophobia. Spell unconscious. Come on, give me these questions. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Spell somersaults. S O M M E R S. No, there's only one M. I've got to take it away from you. And uh, we have named two brands of Irish bread. Uh, Brennan's. Um, <laughs> Pat, Pat's, Pat's bread? Yeah, Pat the Baker, we'll give it to him. Yes, we'll give it to him. We'll to him. <laughs> Dan, who's the president of Ireland? <laughs> no, no, Mickey D. Mickey D. We had him on the show. Mickey D was on the show. I can't give you that one, though. Um, five, what does Homer Simpson call himself when he buys a snowplow? Oh, actually, actually five all here. Yeah. Last question. Oh wow, I was watching this the other day. What does he call himself when he buys the snowplow? Um, King Homer. Mr. Plow. <laughs> and finally, name two characters in Downton Abbey. Uh, Jack Ross. And why do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Woulda. <laughs> um, and Lady Smith. Lady Smith, so that's it. I think uh, Dan nicks that one 6-5. What? We have Lady Smith Is Lady Smith there? We'll have to we'll have to Google that one, is that true? You're positive about that? We'll have to Google. 100%. Like, I watched it. It's 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Dan wins 6-5. Right, so Dan wins 6-5. And truth in the next round. Next up we have oh, Sean Kavanagh and John Kavanagh. Just knew Mr. Clare you would have taken this one. Bro! <laughs> Right, so now we have Dean Dillon and we have Sean Kavanagh. Sean Kavanagh, go rings in, man. A hoop as well, I hear. You played yeah. in the Pride of Rings in before, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think I might have yeah. played against you a few times. Ah, uh, you're probably whipping. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> right, so we're going to start with Dean. Dean, who's the biggest selling artist of all time? Michael Jackson or The Beatles? Uh, Michael Jackson. Do you need an bit, Dean? Say that again. Michael Jackson. No, it's uh, The Beatles. So, Sean, true or false, you have scored more senior goals than Dean Dillon. Uh, say true. Yeah, true. Two to Dean's one. And Dean, which club ended Celtic 69 game domestic unbeaten run? Aberdeen. Hearts beat them 4-0 in December. And John Arnorisa joined Fulham in 2011 from which club, Sean? Uh, Roma. Yeah, bang on, Roma. Which former Rovers player was recently called up by Ireland for the fourth time? And the Stevens. And how many caps did Damien Duff win for Ireland? 100. Yeah, 100, bang on. Who are Shamrock Rovers' opponents in the first ever game at Tala in 2009, Dean? Real Madrid. First league opponents? Sligo. Sligo, that's it. And who is Sligo's top goal scorer at the moment? 
Adam Morgan. Adam Morgan. Which Sevilla player scored a brace at Old Trafford in the Champions League? Rodrigo. No. Oh, no, no, oh, no, no. I had no, to no. take your force and you sound Vignetta. Yeah, we had to take your force. And uh, can you spell the word clairvoyant? I wouldn't even have a go. I don't <laughs> even embarrass myself. No. <laughs> uh, Dean, you were in school after training, is that right? Yeah. Spell psychic. PH. No. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie won the Oscar for Best Picture, Sean. The Shape of... The Shape of You? No, Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> and how many cards are there in a standard deck, Dean? 52. 52. We play cards? I do, yeah. You might have to take a seat and have <laughs> poker nights on me. And on what day does Lent start? Day or date? Yeah, what day? Monday. Ash Wednesday. Let me get the ash in my head, <laughs> And how many eggs do rabbits lay at a time? Six. No, it's not. It's a... Uh, what have we got? Nothing. No, they don't lay eggs. <laughs> <laughs> right. And what does Wi-Fi stand for? I don't know. Yeah, There's a trick one as well. Doesn't stand, it. doesn't stand for anything either. <laughs> yeah. And what is the Irish word for snow? Schnockte. Yeah, schnockte. And what is the Irish word for home? Uh, <laughs> I have to pass. I'm not skilled. You're killing me. Well, yeah. <laughs> for all, last question. So the last one. Name a national monument located in Clondalkin. Round Tower. Round Tower, yeah. And name the boat-themed pub in Ring's End. Um, the boat-themed, the yacht. Yeah, the yacht. Apparently your name was being sung there not too long ago. Ah, uh, Kieran I was Stafford in it, no. and it's <laughs> So it's a draw, we have to go to a tiebreaker here. Tie we, uh, we couldn't decide a tiebreaker there, so we have another one. And uh, whoever shouts out the most answers, the props going to pay attention to who does. Can you name eight players apart from Damien Duff who have over 90 caps from for Ireland? Yeah. Robbie Kane. Okay, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie Kane. Right. He got forced, did he? Yeah, you no, got him. Uh, I got Roy King. No. No? Richard no. Dunn. No. Shay Gibbon. Shay Gibbon. Um, you said Shay Gibbon? Yeah. Yeah, that's one each. Um, if you think one should throw it out there. Sorry. It's cut throw it still fair. So I'm not taking it in turns, are we? It's just no, like just go for it. Yeah. Free for all. Alright, uh, over 90. Yeah, over 90 experiences. O'Shea. O'Shea's one of them. How many is that, Luke? How many? There's, there's four left. Four left. Uh, I can give you a clue. One of them on. is doing media work in Ireland at the moment. How? No, Ray Helton? No. Brian Kerr? No. Nothing got it. Any captain? <laughs> <laughs> I was just seeing him last night, so I thought I'd throw it out there. He's on off the ball. <coughs> on 106. No. Oh, never. The other one used to manage Ireland. Blonde hair. Managed Darlington. Steve Stanton. Yeah, Steve Stanton. Yes. No, that is. Um, no more clues because we're in a tie again. Alright, next next name winner, right? Next name winner. Thanks, so we're looking for international players with over 90 caps for Ireland. Um, Noel Quinn. 
No, go in. That'll do. That'll do. And that's uh, Sean Kevin through to the next round. Right, so that was uh, Calvo and Dino showing the rings and the Kondok knowledge there. Dino straight out with that one, wasn't he? The the round tower. Yeah. And uh, I don't think Brad's would be too happy that he knew the pub. The young. <laughs> so Sam as well. Sam was quite funny as well. We said, to, what did we ask him to spell? Unconscious. Yeah. Because he got that knock last year. And we said, spell unconscious. He goes, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, last year he spelled Hootenanny correctly. He was quite, Hootenanny, yeah. He was quite proud of himself. He got that mm. one right. This one he just said no. And, uh, and last year we uh, asked him, what is the capital of Malaysia? The country he was born in. And he didn't know. So this year we kind of handed it to him. We said, Kuala Lumpur is the capital of where? And he had to think about it. Yeah, no, he's, but then again, I mean, he, I don't it. think he spent much time there at all. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's a foreign thing to him, so. And, uh, Dan Kerr won basically because his brother is in Downton Abbey. Yeah. That got him the, the winning point. So, them's the breaks, I suppose. But, and the pattern started to merge. Three wins out of three so far. For who for, he asked first? For our new signings. Oh, for our new signings. The yeah. knowledge. The knowledge is what there. Does that, does that mean? So, we had Joey O'Brien, Sean Cavanagh, and Dan Kerr. They're through to the next round. And Anything interesting two, there, Dave? Two more spots I'm up for grabs. Sam's had a couple of easy questions there, in my opinion. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. But it's Sam, God bless him, so. Good old Sam, yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's two qualifiers to go. You'll hear them in a little while. And afterwards, Davey Mack is going to help us with the draw for the last 16. And uh, you're in there, Dave. I am? Yeah. yeah so you're going to have to draw yourself. You got a respectable yeah. 7.5 out of 10 last season. That's right, yeah. So I gave you a boy. Yeah, and Duna, was Duna who won that? Yeah, Duna won that one, yeah. Duna got 10, and then we went to a playoff. And Lukey trashed him. Lukey, yeah. Lukey had all the boxing questions, didn't he? That yeah, was that was the initial debatable. one, but then we had yeah. them in the studio. We had Tomer, him, and doing it in the studio. We had a very fair final now. Tomer wasn't in it, was he? Yeah, no, I think Tom, it was level with Tomer. No, Tomer knew, knows every question ever. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but he, we had them in the studio, and, or well, Johnny Blues. And, uh, yeah, but the reason we talk to you for to make this draw because you always seem interested in the quiz every time me and Gary go into Rollstone you're always coming up to us you're like first oh, head big who's interested head yeah, yeah, who's yeah. Up? I'm interested but in fairness said, lads we've been yeah. welcome with open arms yeah. I mean it's, it's so the way I, if it was me I'd be interested but go, who are these randomers coming in asking us questions you know I think it'd be pretty cool as well that, it goes back to that with good, good characters and yeah the good characters and being well. open yeah, and welcome with us yeah. There, yeah, the thing was you were so interested all season but then you missed the doing the 10 we did, we did it in the gym like there was all this that was, was the most madness. epic moment we've had. It was nuts. It was crazy. It was chaos. And then the room cleared, and then in comes Davy Mack. I was like, oh, what happened? Who's next? <laughs> I think he said. Yeah. I think he was, yeah, who's next? I was actually out on the phone that time, and I could hear the screams because I was out with my car on the phone. Like, what is going on there? And when you came, I just couldn't believe it. There's no way doing this. Got 10 out of 10, or whatever he got. It was brilliant. Ah, it was class. So we're going to our other results now uh, from the League of Ireland that weekend. Derry City. Secure a two-one win in the Brandywell against Pats and two absolute peaches from McIniff. What, what yeah. he's a bit of a find, isn't he? Second one was a great finish, but it was a great counter-attacking move. Yeah, it was just a stunning move from start to finish. And let's be honest, Pats were robbed. That was a perfectly yeah. legitimate goal. I'm I think it was Rob Harvey once again. Uh, perfectly legitimate goal, and those two goals. The seed, two goals. Did you get a whole soccer ball? The two excellent yeah. finishes. Yeah, foursome was an absolute belter. Uh, just just smacked it top corner. Do you know what happened against us last season as well? Yeah, he's, good, yeah, he's yeah. got a smack out in Lifford. Yeah, yeah absolutely crossbarring in. We were robbed out there as well. Yeah, I got in trouble for one for not closing him down. I think it was done in time. Should have come out quicker. I remember watching it backing him. Fuck yeah. Yeah, no, we were robbed out there and the ref, like yeah. I said, uh, he actually said I, I can name him as well, so it's no problem. I was talking to him yesterday 
and he said um, he didn't see anything wrong with the goal the line off flagged so he called it mm-hmm. so that that really did. and we were celebrating it was a late call as well about 20 seconds celebrating out in Lifford and then the ref pulls up says no it wasn't a goal sick and that's Absolutely the Bunkrana one yeah Bunkrana sorry Bunkrana yeah. you know it's the similarities though both of those Doherty was protected overly protected yeah in Bunkrana you remember having David like a Derry player ran Shaw's into yeah. boys, wasn't he? ran into Doherty and pushed Shaw and Finner Finner put it on the net didn't he and they, they disallowed it yeah, yeah. yeah it was Shocking. embarrassing yeah. I remember going back on the coach just thinking how do we not get that one and sometimes you just don't get the look yeah. do you mm. sometimes like it's you're playing against 12 men and watch this one back Davey watch this Pat's it's even goal worse. that wasn't ah, given nothing wrong with they were robbed I think the ref gave a high foot I don't know what he gave he didn't indicate what he gave Doherty was kneeling down the player was kind of kneeling down as well so how can it be a high foot no if foul. you're only like four foot out the end? No, absolutely not. It's like one of those unwritten rules in football. The goalkeepers <sighs> just get too much protection. They do, yeah. They do, they really like do. when you head the ball back to the goalkeeper, you get a clap. It's just another unwritten rule <laughs> in football. So I love those, ones. though, in fairness. <laughs> uh, we bring it home, get spanked 4-0 by Cork again. They're in big trouble. Um, Dundalk beating Bowes 3-0 at home in Oriel. And Limerick at home, they were beaten by Waterford. With, uh, I think Illy got on the score sheet there, didn't he? And um, we'd Rovers, of course, win a 1 0 at home to Sligo. So, former Rovers midfielder Chris Turner was released by Derry without kicking a ball. And I'm not too sure where he'll go after this, maybe up to the Northern Ireland Division, or Premier Division. Um, Jason McGuinness stepped down as Bray assistant manager as well, so he's, he's had enough. I forgot he was there. Yeah, no, I only noticed he was there when we played him. When we played him at home, seeing his big chin sticking out from the, the bench. Could he fit in the dugouts? <laughs> yeah. He's eight foot tall. He's a lovely fella, in fairness. And uh, we're going to go on to. Davy, now who's going to rank the managers in a scrap? So we had um, we did this with Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn, he ranked them. Who did he give number one? He gave Holly Horgan number one. Holly Horgan number one, the dark horse. But he's relegated now, so he's not a contender. So he's not a contender. So Davy is going to rank them from ten to one, and number one being the strongest, number ten being the wimp, yeah. and uh, he's going to go for that. So go on, start with your number ten. Number ten. So this was the least strongest to yeah. win the fight. I went for Bucko. I, I don't know. Like I don't actually know Liam Bucky too well, but just with the hair and all that, yeah. and he was a fancy footballer back in his day. I just don't think he'd do too well in the scrap. Number nine, I went for Stephen Kenny. Yeah. It, was a, it, was, it was a hard one. I, I was kind of struggling. It took me a long time to rate these. But and this is all about demeanor. This is just a player's judging of demeanor, isn't it? Really, that's that's what I've gone for. He's, he's like he's always quite calm and collective on the side. So I just don't think he'd do too well in a scrap either. Um, number eight, I just went for Dave Mackey. Um, I don't know why, but that's what I decided to do. Number seven was Keith Long. Just I'm surprised at that. I thought he'd be quite tough now. Do you remember why Pat Flynn put him high? Why? He just wants to see the balls in the top three again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then number six, I went with John Caulfield. John Caulfield, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, I don't know. I think he's, he's all talk. I think he's all talk, yeah. It just annoys me when he, he gets players out of the, the red cards. That just was something for me that I just noticed. Yeah, this. he got comings out of this season. He was, as always, well. he was always arguing about them ones. Uh, number five, I went for Tommy Barrett. I think he's a young enough manager, so if it went to the death, he'd probably hold his own for quite a while. <laughs> uh, number four, I went for the gaffer, because I've played against the gaffer and played with him, and he has a nasty streak in him as well, and someone yeah. who's had a good career like he's had, you have to have that little bit of edge about you. Yeah. Uh, number three, Kenny Shields. I just think he'd just mind game you to death. <laughs> he'd have something ready for you, yeah. Um, number two, 
Jared Little I went for it because he just looked really angry the other day and then number one was Alan Reynolds because I've seen him play a couple of times and really? he's just, yeah he's just yeah. a lunatic on the pitch so he was as hard as nails he so does look intense in the, yeah, the interviews yeah he's a for lad as well yeah. isn't he so he's their hometown hero so that's it Alan Reynolds top on the pole and then we'll talk about some other Rovers news now we had Aaron Dobbs our lone striker made a sub appearance for the Ireland under 19s 4-0 defeat to Portugal and Aaron Bulger captain the Ireland under 18s both our friendlies at Romania at home farm last week so a 2-1 win and a 1-0 loss and the under 17s won their qualifying group with a 100% record and another clean sheet for hoopskeeper Keane Clark so how good is Aaron Bulger? He's brilliant in training every day that was like last year when he came into the team yeah he trained us I think for a week and we were saying to the gaffer you need to play him you just yeah. need to play him because he was going around tackling people getting on the ball beating players and he's only 16 years yeah. old just spraying passes so yeah he was, he's been brilliant now and obviously this year he hasn't had much of a chance but he's, he's obviously done his leave insert as well so he's got a lot on his plate at the moment um, but I think he will play a lot of football for and what us. we've noticed as well that whenever we're up on the road zone there's so many young players I think I saw young Dean Williams there today a uh, couple of other play- I think Bazoon is up there most of the time you'd have a couple of good young players there Bazoon has really ha- hovered around the first team now he's in Limerick yeah. he was in the quiz night too yeah Gav's another one who's who was um, massive I think eventually he's going to move over to England that's that's how highly I rate him now yeah. I think there's a couple of clubs looking at him but I'll never forget last year I think it was the Dundalk game and it was at, at semi-final and myself Ronan Finn Luke Byrne and Simon Madden were around and we were talking about um, we are talking about the game and that this was and the 3-2 two, the this was, was the 4-2 four, four four two, two, yeah, yeah. semi-final and he was found game rolling the season the side. For yeah yeah and we were, we were there chatting away anyway and he came over 16 years old and just gave his opinion on everything <laughs> and was telling us about like positions and goalkeepers and all this kind of stuff and we were just blown away yeah. when I was 16 years old I wouldn't have gone near the first team players and every point that he made was so valid. He walked away and went out the train and we just thought... Dropped the mic. Oh just my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's going to go places. Then. I can't remember if you played in that 3-1 win over Cork, but remember he just ran the show that night? That was Bulger. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah he, was, he was brilliant. Brando got two so. that day, didn't he? He got the, the two long shots. Uh, no, good. Finner got the second... Uh, Mike got the third. Yeah, Mike got the yeah. third. Finner got the second one. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mikey snuck in at the, at the front post and yeah. poked into the top corner, I think it was. That yeah. was just ridiculous, though. A 17-year-old... Just manhandling the, the show. eventual man-handed, champions. Yeah, and those two midfield, like I mean, Conor McCormick was in the middle, so mm. it's it's no mean feat as well. So we'll talk. Uh, uh, oh yeah, the under 19s play Wexford. So clear schedule. The under 19s play Wexford on Saturday at four pm at Roadstone, and then the seventeens are away to Waterford at two pm, and the fifteens are in Longford on Sunday. So uh, here's a random fact about the under fifteens. That always coming up with some. Five of them have the same date of birth. Five of them. That way, that's a, that's random. How did you come across that? I think it was uh, the Robert Gargans or someone. Five of them had the same birthday. It, yeah. That would be an interesting one in England because mm. when it was your birthday, you used to have to bring in cakes for oh, the whole yeah? team. Yeah. So lads used to go for the Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, so yes. Have, it's like two people. It happened once. I think I've got the same birthday as Chad Evans actually. And we had to bring in. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Well, yeah, we're not related. It's nothing to do with anything about else. But <laughs> we had to bring in cakes the same day, and it was literally just a big pile of cakes in there. So I could only imagine if there was five players at the same time. What would happen then? Yeah, so we're under tens as well. Is this a uh, Desi's team? No, no, he's fourteen. Desi's the fourteen. So we're under tens. We won the Kilkenny United tournament at Kilkenny on Easter Saturday, and some fantastic football played uh, by the boys throughout the day. So the Roadstone project is again bearing fruit. 
And a message from Ed Saul. He said, our FAI New Balance Intermediate Cup replay versus Letterkenny Rovers takes place on Sunday in IT Tala at 2pm. So this coming Sunday, what day is that, Prof? It is... Either way, it's this coming Sunday. Eight. And the 8th of April. So that's Freehouse are looking to get into the final. And the final's going to be in the Aviva. And a really tough game up in Donegal. Nil all draw. Both sides coming close to win it. And two players sent off. It was tense. And hopefully we can get over the line on Sunday. So that's a Freehouse club. A good hoop. Ed Saul is the gaffer there. And uh, get on out and support them. And uh, we had an amazing and brilliant response by the fans for more than 600 Easter eggs, toys and books donated to National Children's Hospital on Saturday morning. Great pictures of four senior players getting involved. And you know what? It didn't take much at all to do it because I set up uh, a cover box in my job and I just put up a, a, a picture of Hooperman saying, please donate the, the box beside the canteen. Must have been over 80 eggs there. So I want to say thanks to all the Dublin Mail Centre staff for, for donating eggs. I brought them down and listen, over 600 eggs donated by Rover fans in general. Put a smile on the kids' face on the Saturday. So that was brilliant. It's more than a club, like we always say. And the hospital staff were taken aback by the generosity and a fair play to Darren Glennon for uh, reinvigorating the Rover's tradition. So I think we should make this a yearly thing. So officially, we're going to make it a yearly thing now. So every year, we'll get the eggs down to Tala Hospital or our children. Or maybe we could switch it up and go down to Crumlin as well. So well done to all I'm going by the pictures Ethan Boyle is still a child that hurts yeah it's uh, even the ball pit riding and ponies and ball pits yeah, yeah he's having great fun yeah. and uh, so Dave you were born in Drada but you grew up in Rush and that's just, actually that was I said a bit yeah that was thank god on Wikipedia I think but I was now I was born in uh, the Rotunda I think so thank I was born god in Dublin, you were yeah, yeah, yeah so you <laughs> didn't get the accent anyway Wikipedia <laughs> is a disaster at the moment I know so yeah. So any mention of Rovers on it Steve really? McPhail's yeah. from your neck of the woods as well, isn't he? Steve McPhail is my all-time footballing hero. Really? Yeah. So yeah, he was the number time. one just growing up out there. People like was... these days probably have whatever Messi or Ronaldo. It was Steve McPhail for me like? all the time. He went to the same primary school as me, same school by clubs. He started off at Russia Gladick and then went to Home Farm. Oh yeah. And I followed his career just for my whole life. I even went over to the playoff final when he was playing in Cardiff. For Cardiff, yeah. Yeah, I've got a picture of him. He has to be a Cardiff legend, doesn't he? He is massively, yeah. And they still yeah, have a lot time. of time for him. I remember him at Leeds and I just thought that, that, that foot, he's got a super left foot. Do you remember that first assist? It was like a 60-yard ball through the Hasselbank. Just set up, didn't want to play. Just technically, yeah. I love these technically yeah. gifted footballers. You know, it's just a joy That's to watch. one of my earliest memories of football is... Stephen scoring his two goals against Chelsea. Yeah, one yeah. was a free, wasn't it? Yeah, for his, and I remember because he we went into school the next yeah. day. And you're taking this fellas from my yeah. Did you see Stephen? And everyone was just delighted with it. Yeah. So. I think they went top of the league that night. So yeah. Dave showing us a photo. I've got him. a photo here, and that's me as a ten-year-old at the Stephen McPhail summer camp, and he's presenting <laughs> him with me. the tips with the blonde yeah, tips. He's presenting me with the player of the tournament. He's still got I a bit still, of blonde in him now. I still have that now. Still at the moment. It. Yeah, yeah. Proudly on the wall. So that was a proud moment for me. Now, if you were to win. Questions from the East End Trophy. Which would take priority on the mantelpiece now? Is that trophy or this McPhail? <laughs> I think the McPhail one is going to never so, be replaced. Right, get out. So, uh, like, so definitely not born and draw it, thank God. And uh, yeah, so it's Pats, isn't it? Or no, your his goal record of shells, prof, you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I just want to mention your goal record of shells. So, 19 goals in 34 league and cup appearances for shells in the 2009 season. Yeah. So, the obvious question. Where were you playing on the pitch when you scored all these goals? I was playing centre midfield. I played one or two games on the right. But I took, I don't want to talk myself down here, I took the penalties, which that year we got a ridiculous amount of penalties. So it used to be great. Now I chipped in with a few goals that year. It was, it was obviously my best season that I've had goals scoring wise. 
Um, but I think there's around eight or nine penalties in there. And yeah. then Pats took you on in 2010 and one of the only seasons in that era they didn't play in Europe and you left for the UK. So uh, how, how great was it finally to make your European debut in Iceland? Oh, it was brilliant. It was, it was a great experience. The whole thing from the getting the draw and finding out who you actually have and the buzz and the WhatsApp group we got, got this Icelandic team. Yeah. Whenever we, we could beat these and go even yeah. further than this and then the whole airport and the charter flight. What do you think of the support? It was great because like, I'm a charter flight with the fans there yeah. as well and they're all like just sounding like coming up they're not giving you any hassle and all I just wish you look for the game and then when you're over there and they're obviously drinking for the whole <laughs> two days over there and it was the first time I heard my chant when I was over there which was oh which yeah was I think it would itself. have did it get was it born over there sometime around the summer Sarah, it could have possibly it? been born yeah, uh, yeah. out of uh, out of drunken madness but the whole trip yeah staying in the hotels and all eating together and the team just becomes closer then as well yeah. and to get the result against the Icelandic team home and away I think it just brought us all then together again and, so and obviously the equation yeah. trip yeah was, was a good experience as well and then Davey my junior hoops calendar is hanging up at home and for the month of April it's you celebrating a goal in Tallinn so you've got five so far I'm not sure which one you look angry about <laughs> definitely You're angry, balls angry in all of them definitely balls I'd say if there was a brick wall up there you would have ran through it because <laughs> <laughs> a couple of lads fell over after that ball yeah. it was, that was a highly charged one because yeah. Akinetti's obviously just scored and he'd celebrate in front of oh he's such a hate figure for us man and then I think that we tipped off and we played the Shazi and then their centre half stepped out and I remember tackling him and we got to pitch him on the free kick and when we were taking the free kick, Akinadi was actually marking me. But while he was marking me, he was turning to the Bowes fans and he was like... Oh, he was giving it Yeah, socks. giving it lows. And I was thinking, I'm going to score here. And then Brando crossed it in. And I just remember, I'm free here, totally free. Put the corner and I was like, yes, get in. And obviously went crazy. My missus always says to me, why don't you like smile or do a baby celebration or something? <laughs> but it's one of those things, it just comes over you and you just yeah. go nuts. And, like, I, I wasn't, I'm not bothered about running in front of... I can't understand that. I was probably running in front of the Bowles fans. I wanted Your to celebrate fans, with my own yeah, fans. Get stuck in, jump crazy. the barrier, yeah, you know. Yeah. I love that. I love when the players come towards the stands. class. Yeah. You ever have a calm celebration sometime? Maybe Alan Shearer, one hand in the air or something. Yeah, it's not no. me. I, like, no. I can't really explain the way you feel after you score a goal. You, you don't, you can't really think. Logically, I don't know how Dan Carroll decides, right, over. yeah, I'm going to do a backflip here. <laughs> I could never do anything like that. I so think Shawzi told us that you were crazy psyched up before that Bowles game. And then he ended up scoring and we did lose, but it, he said that you're an absolute mm. madman in the tunnel. Yeah, I love to hear that. There's some, some um, like for me, myself, I like to play on the edge and sometimes I probably push that too far. Cork away. Cork away, <laughs> Dundalk away. There's, there's, yeah, there's a few other ones, but all through my career, I know if I'm going to the pitch and I'm kind of not charged up, I'm just happy and sauntering through yeah, it. Yeah. And, I'm never going to get the best out of myself, so I'm nearly going in and I'm playing with emotional. I'm, the emotion I've used is anger when I'm out there. Yeah. And stupid, I'm probably picking fights here and there. And like a, for me, I'd prefer a big tackle than a 50 yard pass. That's yeah, yeah, I like that. Feel, it's like so. uh, Chiellini celebrating a last ditch tackle. Yeah, now. yeah, I was loving seeing that. But yeah. I, I remember out in Cork when you made the tackle, I just looked at the prof and goes, he's gone. <laughs> this noise of it absolute wallop and I think you got up and you were like what that's what Chazzy says he was running over and he was going to argue he just went oh nah. no. <laughs> he still, still yeah. held your own though. Like, no we didn't do that brilliant but uh, we had your Brian Hob- Robson header against Bray as well that was my favourite goal of that game mm. because Dan Carr great bit of workout left and then your 
deep run and then buried into the corner. It was a super header. Yeah, Definitely my favourite goal of that game. I was yeah. saying on the show, actually, you've got a distinctive heading style. Yeah. As soon as I saw you head that ball, I didn't even look at your shirt number. I was like, oh, there's David. Yeah, Mike. there's David. <laughs> yeah. he has, that's the way he goes. And I've got a distinctive running style because I get a lot of abuse <laughs> in that one. But do you like your song the Royal Sonic giving you? It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, it's a great one. What's it like to have a song sang about you in the stands? I'd say that's just a just a cool thing to it have. Does, it, it does. It gives you a lift, I have to say. And I can always notice when it's sung. And it's been sung at the end of some game. So when you're going over and you kind of... Because now the, the adrenaline has stopped and that. And you're clapping the fans. You can hear them singing it. You get a good buzz. And that. do the players give each other grief for who doesn't have songs and who does? They'll be like, oh, you get a song someday. Not really now, but lads will sing other players' songs. Oh, so, yeah? Yeah, you'd sing like the Ronan Finn song. And, oh, yeah? yeah. My favourite time that your song was sung was in Portugal. When you'd just been sent off, and then you hear the five ultras yeah. singing for days. Five or six lads who made the trip over the four. Just the one, distance. Yeah. And you made your Sheffield United debut in the FA FA Cup against Aston Villa at Bramall Lane in 2011. What was that like? It, that was all a bit of a whirlwind time because I'd come on the back of the patch season, and I don't think a lot of people know this, but we were playing Rovers in the FA Cup towards the end of the semi final. And it was on the box, and it was a, it was a sellout in Tala. Was that the was that the Paddy Kavanagh? Yeah. Oh, gold, yeah, that's right, yeah. And I'd scored. Bullet. Yeah, and I'd had I got up getting man the match in that game, and apparently I'd heard that Chef and I were over to look at a striker, so they're looking at Gary Twig, oh. whether to sign him or not. But they went back and said, "This we're not going to take a chance on Twig, but there's a midfielder here you should get over." Like a look at him. So yeah, so they brought me over for a two week trial, and I'd done well over there. And this was under Gary Speed then at the time. Oh, well, no way. And uh, yeah, he, he liked the look of me and he took me, I remember, he, I never forget, he took me on the pitch one day and all the lights were out and Bram Malines was like, I felt like it was Jimmy Grimble or something. Yeah. That's how I was feeling. It was all just a whirlwind. And he said, uh, you're going to score the winner here and down this end of the pitch, like we're going to sign you and all that. And it was a crazy couple of months. Even when they put the contract in front of me, I was thinking, something's going to fall through here. Something's yeah. going to go wrong. And it was a weird, I, we laugh about this now, it's the same with my dad because I was over there with my agent and he said, this is the contract to put on the table. So doing a ring your dad and have a word and see what you think about it. And I remember the agent walked out of the room and I looked at the contract. And it was like that scene in Only Fools and Horses where, where Dell and Rodney just start celebrating around with dad. And I was like, they've offered me a contract. Yeah, and I was yeah, just yeah. buzzing and it all came about. And then uh, yeah, it made me debut then. It was only a month later, I think. A month later? Uh, yeah. So, so get your fitness against, up. Yeah. A little bit of, st- of scratching. And so I trained all over the Christmas then and played against Aston Who Aston stuck Villa out for Aston Villa? Petrov, Stylian Petrov yeah. sold me for a dummy yeah. and I just remember diving in and he turned me and stuck in the top corner and I was like, oh wow, this is this No, is it's a step above. Yeah, and there was 20,000 fans at the game and I think, I mean, for a corner then as well, I think it could have been Richard Dunn marking me but there was Dunn, Perez, uh, Ashley Young, Agbon Lahore, Ria Coker, All around Bradfield, you. Was just looking yeah, around and going. I was thinking, like only two or three months ago I was at home like and delivering Chinese yeah, and driving no out every Fiat Punto yeah yeah <laughs> and then he had right in the, mid, in the midst of all those superstars it's it's so new every day yeah there was once a time when Davy Mack was considered better than Gary Twig <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> in say his, that in now I think it's just yeah. the way it came about but it was actually two other times when uh, I almost signed for Rovers and before that this was going back after my first season of Shells oh, right. um, it was Trevor Crowley I think right. was the assistant on there Michael O'Neill yeah. yeah, and Michael hadn't 
taking the job officially. They had a split soon after that. They yeah. had an re- argument. They left, and Jim and Jilton came in. He's right, and it was uh, Trevor who called because he used to come to the Shells games and right. said, "Listen, uh, Michael O'Neill's taken over. And he doesn't know a lot of players in Ireland, but I'm telling him to sign you." So he's gonna call you. So Michael called, had a chat with him, and said, "Listen, I don't, just don't think it's the right time. I'm gonna stay with Shells right. and finish out the, another season here." Mm. And then that went well. And then just before I moved to Sheffield United, Michael actually called again and said, uh, "Is it the right time now? Will you come and play for Rovers now?" I said, "You know what? I'm after getting a phone call and after a contract to Sheffield United." So thanks, but I'm gonna go over there and give it a shot over in England. No way! And it's just funny the way it's worked out. Then I come back and it's mad, isn't it? Full circle. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And you played with uh, Graham Burke at Shrewsbury. Did you see his potential even then? Massively. He came in and he was like he is in games now. He was running a training session. And it was a weird one because is he super in training? Is he? He's, he can just embarrass him, put yeah. your legs, and then stick in the top corner. You always have to be careful. He's a real street footballer. Him he? and uh, Dan Carr, you get close to them, and if they stand you up one v one, you're thinking, "Oh no, there's no one around me here. This, this could get embarrassing." So I usually just try and fly in and bring them down, no matter what. Yeah. Um, but when Porky was over in Shrewsbury, he got sent back because he wasn't playing, and the, the manager called him in and said, "You're actually too good for for this league, so we're going to send you back." Because he was too much of a footballer and we kind of played with a really rigid 4-4-2 yeah. system and he just right. didn't fit into it at the time. So they had probably two big lads in the middle, That's two big lads had, up front. Yeah, yeah. he just didn't have a position for him. Like he was kind of playing as a number 10 then and he could just tell his talent was there right yeah. from the start. Yeah. Who did he play for school boy level? Did you know? I th- um, he was... Belville. Belville, yeah. Belville. Belville, actually, didn't he? Yeah. Him, yeah. him and yeah. Luke Brown used to have Oh, a ding yeah. dong! Yeah, yeah, they yeah. talked about yeah. that, and then they end up being they hate each other, yeah. and then they're being good pals. Yeah. They're really, really close, and they're really good mates. So uh, your long spell at Shrewsbury ended in controversy, though uh, unsurprisingly, with a red card. Alder <laughs> <laughs> shot. He's like he's a new pathway. This is a blessing in disguise because I got a three-game ban, and the ban was over in a week because what happened was. I think I fixture pile up. Yeah, it was a fixture pile up, and they did it so that. First two games happened at Shrewsbury, and then they sent me back straight away. So that it might have been a Saturday, a Tuesday, and then they sent me back, and it was a game for Sheffield United on the Wednesday, right. which they included as my ban. So that was three games all done in the space of a week, and then I ended up getting back onto the bench for the semi-final playoffs and the final playoffs at Sheffield United, which I shouldn't have really happened. I should have been like banned yeah. for the whole lot of them. Yeah. Which Turned out to be a little bit of a blessing in the sky. Shrewsbury were <laughs> furious when the FA elected to throw out their attempt to overturn the sending off for a foul on Adam Mecky. So what was the foul like? What was so controversial about it? The ball was coming over my head and I put out my arm to block him and he right. just ran full force into my elbow and fell over. And I was still playing on with the ball and the ref played the whistle and I turned around and I was thinking, what's going on? He's lying on the floor. I think he might have a bit of blood in him or something, but he just put a red card and no one could believe it then. So I was going, man. I'd believe that. I mean, you don't come across as a dirty player. You come across as a tough player. Like, there is dirty players out there. And you don't come across as a tough player, so I can't imagine you trying to deliberately do that to anyone. No, I don't no. think I've ever gone on the pitch to deliberately hurt someone. There is players out there like that, mm. there definitely is. And uh, is it fair to say that you do what you like in Al Rail? Because I think I saw the, I think I was talking to Shazi and he said, um, he said, Jesus, yeah, there could be a big mill up. Stick Davy Mack in the middle there, he goes, Yeah, there's no better man. <laughs> no better man for a, for a tackle in the middle. Yeah, that's another thing that's. My missus always on my case. I was like, why do you just get involved in everything? Like, it could be happening on the other side of the pitch and you go run to try and find it. But I don't really see... All I see is one of my teammates that are 
I've had disagreements with them, so yeah. I'm getting involved in this. And I think I've, you've seen it down the years with other teams getting around referees and Wolves. giving the loads. And yeah, yeah, I just thought. But well, we have to say that and dear goes to you as well because we we love that every time there's a rail we're just looking going yeah, there's Davy forced in <laughs> and the fans love it I mean you don't get a song for nothing put it that way and the ultras love you as well they, there's a reason for that they they love yeah I remember Brian, Brian, I remember Brian Carey saying this about Diego Costa he started a rail in a phone box yeah. <laughs> and Prof you something on your phone yeah this picture popped up it's from last season when we played Sligo so actually time use it again as a preview for last week's game I think I've seen this. It made me one. laugh so every time. It makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love this picture. <laughs> this, was, this was at the end of the season last year, and I've been sent off against Dundalk. <laughs> I think only the week before, and they'd had a word and said, "Just so don't." Reese McCabe in yeah. the middle there. Who's holding you? Um, it was looks like a captain's arm. Davy's arms maybe. Davy's arms are outstretched, and he's being pulled back, and that's the exact moment the, the camera's caught it. Yeah. So they tell me, "Don't get involved." If Evan kicks off, don't get involved. And I think someone had tackled Trev, and it was a bad tackle. And I run over, and actually, do I? I've been doing. I thought I can't get involved in this, so I waited till he came over, and he pulled me back, and I thought. You could say, Well, I was putting my hands up saying, I'm not getting involved, but to us, he's like, Come here, you. I'm getting involved. Looks like you're in a Michael Jackson video then. <laughs> yeah. Are you aware of a little bit of trivia involving every club that you played senior football for? The way, it, the way you're nodding, I think you do. Yeah. Is it the S? That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think um, nearly every team really played in red as well. Had one jersey until I came here. Yeah, definitely not red. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was Shells, Shrewsbury, Sheffield United, Stevenage, and then Shamrock Rovers. Yeah. Yeah. You forgot St. Pat's. Oh, St. Pat's as well, yeah, of course. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah. you're considered by many of your teammates, like, like you said, to be the hard man. Who was the hard man during your time at each of those clubs? So start from the start, Shells. Dave McGill in midfield. I think he, he could have played for Rovers. Yeah, he did as well, yeah. and he's a big Rovers fan. Yeah, he's from Walkinstown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Del- Road to be exact, I think. Yeah, you know, he he used to love uh, love a tackle then as well. So, and then on to Pats, he moved to Pats. Who was the tough man there? Pats, Dave Mulcahy was quite yeah, tough. Yeah, still going, forty yeah. years of age. Yeah, he was he was quite tough. Never never nothing nasty or anything like that. Yeah. but he was a tough player. Um, at Sheffield United, Michael Doyle. Yeah, was a lunatic. Yeah. Like he just fight with anyone. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, like to a point where it was like I asked Joel about this as well. Joel played with him. Joel played with him. I've trained with many of him. I think he kind of, he fell out with a few players over it, but that was just his mentality. He just had a winner's mentality, and he just wanted to win no matter what it was. He'd always be complaining, giving out. Man, man. Yeah. And then we had onto it was a Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. We didn't really have any hard men at Shrewsbury. Yeah. Um, and no one stood out and Stevenage was the same there was no one really there and let's let's uh, we'll be hit. your toughest opponent that I've played against um, oh that's a hard one that's a tough one isn't it especially yeah. being put on the spot um, probably Ross Barkley was one really when, yeah we played Everton in the League Cup and they had a good Leighton Baines and Fellaini was playing that day as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, actually, in that game, after the game, um, I'd asked for a jersey. Phil Neville and, and Jack Yelko were playing it as well. And I asked Phil Neville for his shirt. Right. 
and he came and said, uh, no, someone else has asked for it. Right. And I thought, all oh, right, right, fair enough. So I asked Jackie Elka, Jackie Elka gave me his one. Oh, and I went in after the game and thought, uh, I said to the lads, who's after getting Phil Neville's then? And I said, no one's got it, no one's got it. I thought, no way, he's just after saying no, because you have to pay, I think it's £30 they have to pay if they give their jersey. No way. So I thought, yeah, never liked him after that. <laughs> and uh, the best, best player you've ever played with and the best player you've ever played against? Who sticks out? With... Um, at Sheffield United, Stephen Quinn was just yeah, yeah cut above. Um, players that have gone on and had a good career, Harry Maguire. Uh, oh, yeah, he was only a young player there when he was coming through. Yeah. And Matt Loughton, two of them have gone and played in the Premiership. Yeah. And obviously Harry's make, making a really, good, really career good player for himself. There, yeah. Yeah. Uh, played against, we played Drogba, um, Didier Drogba, Schneider and the Bouwe all played in one game, Galatasaray. That was a friendly for Shrewsbury. But a competitive game. Shrewsbury played Galatasaray yeah. in a friendly. Shrewsbury's the way it's um, Shrewsbury's right in the middle of the country and it's not too far from St George's Park. So foreign teams used to come in for pre season, stay in St George's Park, which is the England headquarters. They've got lovely right, pitches right. and facilities there. So we'd be the closest team to them, so we used lovely. to play them in friendlies. So there's this big thing about Drogba coming with Galatasaray. And uh, actually getting his shirt as well. He came on and in the seventieth minute and all the lads went to the bench to get a drink because it was a bit of a break and play and I was actually a fan invaded, a Chelsea fan invaded with a tattoo of Drogba. Right. On and I stayed on the pitch instead of going over to talk to the manager or whatever and Drogba came on and I remember saying to him, did he have a massive Chelsea fan? Which is totally untrue. <laughs> Do you mind if I have your shirt? And he went, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then after the game he came looking at number eight, number eight, where is he? And just gave yeah, it to me. Yeah, so he's supposed to be a gent. He's supposed yeah, to be a Yeah, he's, he's top man. I still have it now at home. And I actually put it, we've got a bar built, well, did have a bar built at home. It's been taken down now. And he used to hang it on the bar and it was called the drug bar. The drug and bar. He used to have all the lads in shoes pretty whack after games and we used to have a few drinks at the drug bar. And what else have we got? Right, give us a, the highlight of your career and the worst moment. I think I know. I think we might know what the worst moment is, but give us your highlight. And yeah, the highlight of my career was I made my league debut for Sheffield United when we played Bristol City, and um, we were kind of struggling at the time. We were in a relegation battle, and I remember we won a game three two, and I happened to score in that game, and it was just it was just madness because I was kind of obviously come from just playing, playing with Pats. And then the score on David James was in goal and the ball was fell to me in the edge of the box and the hit it. And you won 3-2, struggling for relegation. Yeah, and that was probably the highlight of my career, I'd say. And then obviously, I spoke about my injury, which was just horrible. I remember just being in tears and that one, yeah. wanting to give up. I'd say the worst moments are just at home, at night maybe, going to sleep and thinking. Well, that was it. After I'd done it for the third time, there's there time just sitting on the couch and you're there in the knee brace and you don't know what the next what's going to happen like yeah. in the next stage of your career and I remember I was staying up till like three or four in the morning I just couldn't sleep or anything and I wasn't in the serious train mental and strength yeah to you do well. that's the thing we said to Trevor Clark he's going to have down days where he's just going to feel like packing it all in but I've no doubt that he's he'll get no but a man that you and like Saluki Bourne give him yeah, a hand with that as well he's got a couple of players that have been through that situation I think Joey O'Brien has a couple of bad yeah. injuries as was well. it a rough first couple of days for Trev initially it was, yeah. Um, I Waiting think on the results. Yeah, I think he's actually had a schedule already because after you do your knee, you have to get a, your range of motion back. Right. So his knee has to bend back to a certain point, which... I'm grimacing here. I hate you yeah, thinking about no, he's, um, he's, that can take up to a month. So he's already a month ahead of schedule with that one. 
Um, so I think he's going to go for his operation mm. now soon enough. Lovely. But it, yeah. he's, he's going to be down for a while. He's going to have down times. But like I said, I've no doubt Trevor will come back. And he'll be doing his own bit of training then with, with the physio and the guy for keeping himself yeah. somewhat fit. Yeah, he'll be in around the lads all the time. And I think he might even go watch a few a few like games for us and yeah. come back with scouting reports and that. Um, but I've said this to Trevor. He's actually push up on his general knowledge while he's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's actually going to come back and appreciate football even more than he ever did because yeah. when you're young at that age, you just think nothing can go wrong. And then when something does happen, you come back and you take every day. Like You can't take what it is. Yeah. You don't take it for granted anymore. That's how I've been anyway. Yeah, we saw him walking around in Rollstone. You wouldn't think no, he has no a crutch. season-ending w- injury. Around and everybody yeah. embraced him when they yeah. saw him. It was, it was nice yeah. to see, you know? And that's it. It's going to get worse from there because he's always going to have the operation. Then he's going to be in the brace and the crutches. So that's mm. going to be the next I step. I was on crutches you know. myself. It's horrendous. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a tough time. It's, it's, it's horrendous, yeah. So, uh, what was your funniest moment in football? If you can think of one. Um, funniest moment... I can't actually think enough off the top of my head now. The Christmas party's over in England, they're always, <laughs> you dress they're up? always great. Yeah, there's always a dress up. Yeah, for that. I, I'll say that on them. We dressed up one year and it was for the Irish lads and we dressed up as the Jamaican bobsleigh thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we had the whole, all the gear on, the helmets on and everything. And we were in a bar and it was on a main road. And the four of us walked out and started doing a bobsleigh in the middle of the road and there was the traffic was all lined up behind us for <laughs> ages, so we'd be a crack down that one. Full of Sambuga. Yeah, so um, up next we're gonna have more questions from the East End. You're getting spoiled this week. And we've got Ethan Boyle versus Ali G and we've got Greg Bulger versus Joel Coustron. Right, we're back at Rollstone and we have questions from the East End. We've Ali G and Ethan Boyle here, so we'll start with Ethan. Aiden, who are the only two Rovers players to start every game this season? Lee Grace, Graham Mark. <coughs> Lee Grace and Graham Moore. Uh, Ali, which Rovers player has been booked in three different league games this season? Ethan Boyle. Yeah, boys have paid attention. Uh, Ethan, is there more Republic of Ireland or Scottish players in the English Premier League? Repeat that again. Is there more Republic of Ireland or Scottish players in the Premier League? English Premier League. <coughs> Republic of Ireland. Yep. Yeah, Republic of Ireland is right. And Ali, have East Five ever beaten four four five four? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, no. No. Oh. Oh. Eden, which three MLS franchise <coughs> did Thierry Henry play for? MLS franchise. Yeah. Which which MLS team did he play for? Ah. Thierry Henry. Still New on. York Red Bulls. Is that? Yeah. That's it. And Ali, which famous athlete was given a trial at Dortmund recently? Usain Bolt. Bolt. Eden, name the man who represent or who presents Soccer Republic on RTE. Oh, flipping out. Um, what's his name? He's terrible. I know. <laughs> it's not. It's not your man, Tony O'Donnell. I know. It's the other fella. It's your time, mate. The props on the time here. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I've called that one, I think. Yeah, we can't, ah, yeah, give, it no. we can't give it out. What's the name? Peter Collins. Peter Collins. Jesus. So, aside from yourself, which player in the Rovers squad has played in Scotland? Joel Custrian. It's <laughs> <laughs> not fair. It's not right there. <laughs> still going to take a second And which team is top of the fourth division? UCD. And name the ground where St. Johnston played away to FK Trakai in Europe last year. 
make your major debut yeah. really, didn't you? Vilnius Stadium, I don't know. It was the LFF Stadium. Uh, name two beaches in Wexford. Kirklow and Rosslair. Uh, straight <laughs> off the bat there. And what's another name for the Loch Ness Monster? Messi. Messi. <laughs> 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 Who is the Prime Minister of the UK? Currently? Yeah. Theresa May. Theresa May. <laughs> and who is Ireland's equivalent? RT Shock. RT Shock? What's that? Pretty much yeah, our Prime Minister. Alright. Uh, oh, the wee guy. Is that the President? No, not, no, no, not Mikey. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Uh, Leo Radcar. Oh. Spell muscular. M U S C U L A R. Yep, that's it. And uh, spell misstep. M I S T E P. You missed an S. <laughs> the word tan is an anagram of which insect? Ant. Yeah. <laughs> and which ology is the study of animals? I don't even know what ology means, man. Biology? No. <laughs> Zoology. <laughs> and which boxer recently won his 24th consecutive fight and a fourth world title? Anthony Joshua. Mm -hmm. And Sasha Baron Cohen is known for portraying four fictional characters. Name two. Bora and Bruno. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Go for the obvious there. <laughs> so who won, prop? It's 9-4 to eat. So 9-4, we got 9 out of 10. So that's eating through the next round. Mm -hmm. We're going to move on to league race. Uh, no, we're not. We're going to move on to... Joel, Greg, Greg Bulger and Joel Kustrain. <coughs> Not bad questions like these. Joel, can you just give Joel the, the winner? No. Not bad these, man. It's too early in the morning. Yeah. That's what I mean. It is early. There's going to be a lot of I don't know. Pass. <laughs> yeah. Pass. Yeah. Right, so we'll, uh, we'll start with Greg. So, Greg, who's the captain in Germany? Right now. Yeah. Um, Centre half, what's his name? Oh, Pass. Manuel Neuer. Who's the captain of Spain? Uh, Iniesta. Uh, Ramos. Uh, Ramos. Which of these footballers never played at a World Cup? Eric Cantona or Roy Keane? Eric Cantona. Eric Cantona, yeah, Keane played in the 1994 World Cup. <coughs> uh, name a French born player in the League of Ireland. Bastianeri. Yeah, Bastianeri. Who was the longest serving manager at any League of Ireland club? Who is? Yeah. Liam Buckley. Yeah, Liam Buckley, St. Pat's. And uh, where will the 2022 World Cup be held? Qatar. Yeah, Qatar. You said Qatar there. No? <laughs> 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 Which Dundalk player missed his penalty in last year's FAI Cup final versus Cork? Uh, Michael Duffy. Uh, Michael Duffy. <laughs> and why did Greg Bulger leave Sport and Fingal in 2011, only a month after joining them? What's oh, that? Why did Greg Bulger leave Sport and Fingal in 2011, just a month after after joining them? I don't know, pass. Tell me, Greg. They went bust. <laughs> Broke the bang of it. They went, <laughs> they went out of business. Uh, that's a hard question. Uh, what will the capacity of Tallis Stadium be when the new stand is completed? Over 5,000. Mm. <coughs> Too vague, isn't it? It is. No, but it's, no, 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 come back to me. Uh, 5,600. A little bit over 8,000. Ah, 
and uh, <coughs> name the other former Sheffield United player in the Rover squad. Davy Mack. Davy Mack is right. And which Irish province has the fewest counties? Connacht. Yeah, Connacht with five. Uh, which has the greater population, Ardna Crusha or the Vatican City? Oh, Vatican City. Yeah. Uh, no, Ardna Crusha with 1380. The oh, Vatican wow. has under a thousand. Which Canadian rapper topped the singles charts this year with Drake. God's Plan? Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Who performed the song Purple Rain? Prince. Yeah, Prince oh, is right. And which, Austra which Austrian went on to become the governor of California? Um, yeah, that's right. And Pablo Escobar is known for being what? Drug cartel. Mm. And give it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, this is going to be like. And uh, how many days are in a leap year? Days are in a leap year. How many Scooby? 366. And how many centimetres are there on a standard ruler? 30. Yeah, 30. 76. And spell disapprove. Disapprove. Jesus Christ. Uh, D I S S. No. D I S S. Only one S. Joel, spell matinee. I'm going to bother him. Matinee. It's like an afternoon theatre performance. No, I'll pass. No, I'll pass. Just have a go. <laughs> right, that's it. So that was the last uh, questions from the East End, down the road stone. Yeah, just to explain what happened there. Uh, I, as a stats expert, somehow managed to miscount the scores. So it was actually six all between Greg Bulger and Joel Castrain. So we should have done a tiebreaker, but never fear, I left it to Davey. We asked him, how many lead titles have Rovers won? So what was the result? We were in the gym when I asked the last the question. And I asked Joel first, and Joel said six. So I don't know if he was thinking about Ballynanti Rovers or who he was talking <laughs> about. Um, so that was his answer. And then Greg said 19, I think Greg said. 15, I think he said. Oh, sorry, Greg yeah. said 15, that's right, yeah, and yeah. the answer is 19, yeah. So he was closer, much well, closer. See, the thing is, I, this is a big thing for me. I mean, the first thing you see as a player is when you walk in. You see the wall, you see all the trophies, you mm. see how many we've won. I think that's something that the players need to know. Need to know the history, need to know how many cups. Do you know what? Past that thing before every home game, where it counts up all yeah, the trophies. Yeah, walking into it's the, the wall of fame, yeah. you know, it's there, yeah. you need to know. Trev said Trevor and Joey didn't know either. Yeah, yeah Trev said yeah. something like four. I was like, oh, Trev, that's blasphemy. Yeah. But um, yeah, so out of the eight words we asked, uh, only Eden got a spelling right. Yep. He, what did he spell right? Uh, muscular. And uh, yeah, muscular and McPhail has branded us the banter boys. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. Only associate that word now with Richard Keys. Yeah, banter, yeah. yeah. The crack lads, maybe. But, uh, but Joel knew that uh, you would play for Sheffield United. That was one of the questions. Yeah, he, I think he just came the year I left, he just yeah. signed. And uh, one of the questions was Has East Fife ever beaten 4 Fire 5 4? And the answer was no. <laughs> But there was a tongue-twisting scoreline of 4-5-5, four, four, East 5-4, four, <laughs> in 1964. You know, I'll do that again. <laughs> um, it's only one take, that. <laughs> so now we have, a, we have a bit of crack now. It's time for the draw. And Davey will do the honours first, but uh, you can call out the 16 competitors and note that Aaron Bulger has excused himself from the cup. He's too busy with his leaving, sir. I'll be having a word at him over that <laughs> one as well. 
Now it's a card to names. Yep. And so we're going one, Toma Chichinsky, two, Ethan Boyle, three, Luke Byrne, four, Roberto Lopez, five, Lee Grace, six, Greg Bulger, eight, Ronan Finn, nine, Daniel Kerr, ten, Brandon Mila, eleven, Sean Kavanagh, fourteen, Gary Shaw, sixteen, David McAllister, eighteen, Joey O'Brien, nineteen, Sean Boyd, twenty five, Kevin Horgan. And 28 grand work. So that's it. We've got our numbers read out. With one winner emerging as the superior warrior, the champion. So here we are. We're at the, the draw for the questions from the East End. We have Davey Mack with a lovely, lovely Ultras bag here. You can get for 10 euro from the East End. Don't forget, Dave, is sponsored by the Ultras. So we can do a little catwalk if you want, Dave. You can do a little spin around. <laughs> no, I'll say <laughs> So we're going to do the draw. So we're going to start off with the first ball. Out of the draw, so go ahead, Davy. You go forest prof, right? Is that a six or a nine prof? The line under means six, six. Yeah. right? So that's a six. And uh, Greg Bulger defeated Joel Couston on a tiebreaker this season. And then we have number 16 prof. 16, that's Davy Mack. So, yeah. Away draw, third, third highest score last year, but. 7.5. His strong subject is Tom Cruise films. Yeah, so we have number one, Tomer Henschinski, seven points last year. Strong subject is geography. We have number 10, that's Brandon Mele. A uh, very low score last season of 2.5, so a real underdog. Real underdog. Winner for me there. Number 25, we have Kevin Horgan, probably the, like we said, the dark horse, uh, considered by some of the squad to be the smartest. And then we have 28, Graham Bork. Top scorer yeah. this season. And Borky picked up six points, six points last season. Seven goals this season. Yeah. So six quiz points last season. And we've number eleven, Sean Cabinet, and he needed a tiebreaker to squeeze past last year's worst player, Dean Dillon. Number three, Lukey Byrne, the defending champion, football and boxing buff. Football, boxing buff. Lukey's defending his crown there. And we have number five. Lee Grace, a poor return of three points last year, but should, be an, it, should be an interesting one. And now the pen's out of the Gets worse. A million pens there. Here's an And number 14, Daddy Cool, Gary Shaw. Respectable five points last season. Knows is Irish. Yeah, knows is Gwelga. And then we've number two, Aidan Boyle. He defeated Ali and one of only three players to ever get nine points. We have number nine, Danny Kerr. Defeated Sam Ball in the qualifiers. But he couldn't spell the word somersault. Couldn't spell somersault, yeah. And then we have number four, Roberto Pico Lopez. Six points last season, Cape Verde expert. Number 19, Sean Boyd, young striker, recorded a score of 4.5 in the league table. And then we have number eight, we've Ronan Finn, one of the leading chargers for this title. Six points last year. UCD graduate. Yep. And the last ball. Oh, that's going to be 18. We've got Joey O'Brien. Comprehensive win over Trevor Clark in the qualifiers. So, Prof, read out the, the qualifying rounds there. What have we got? This is the last 16, is it? Some juicy so, lineups there. Can I get my predictions as well? Oh, of yeah, course. As we go along. All right. Leave that down there. So, we've got Greg Bulger versus Davy Mack. Davy Mack all day. I have to go for that one myself. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think I got the better than that. When I'm with Greg, it'll be Greg all day. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> lost a Joel there, so... We've got Tomer against Brando. That's me, Tomer. Yeah. For me, Tomer as well. Yeah. He lets me know how many times he's educated to a level <laughs> nine, so I'll go for him there. It's an interesting matchup. Kevin Horgan against Graham Burke. I'll go Kev. 
Berkey was the only one who wore his tracksuit to the quiz when the whole team were told to it's you can wear whatever you want. So Dress I'm up. gonna go Kev there as well. <laughs> it was Sean Cavanagh against Luke Byrne, the champion. It has to be Lukey for me. Lukey's yeah. gonna be rushing up as well. Mm. Lukey's got a good knowledge of all sports and everything in general to be honest. The top players have been kept apart, I noticed you got Luke Tomer Davy. Yeah, I think Separated we're set for some Grand Slam. There was no uh, seeding now, there was an open draw. <laughs> And we have uh, Lee Grace against Gary Shaw. Oh, wow, toughy. Oh, I'm going to go Shawzy. Yeah, Shawzy for Shazzy's me as well. Think, yeah. Yeah. Ethan Boyle against Dan Carr. Two new signings. That's a tricky one. I'm going to go Danny Carr. He impressed me in the in the questions from the East End. So did, so did Ethan Boyle. Ethan got nine points. I think, I think uh, Danny has that bit of panache about him. What are you saying, Dave? Yeah, he's got a good knowledge of all kind of films, obviously, and sports then as well. He's beginning to his cricket, I think, so whatever comes oh, yeah. up then. Yeah, I think. A bit of cricket. And we have Pico against Sean Boyd. I have to say Pico. Pico's an educated head in him, so I reckon we'll go with that one. I think he's in college and that. No offence to Sean Boyd or anything, but I think Pico will nick that one. Yeah, I'd be the same uh, old Pico there. And the last one, probably the two most experienced players in the whole squad, Ronan Finn against Joey O'Brien. It's a tough one, I'll let you go first, Davey. I'm going to say Joey O'Brien. Controversial. I know Finn is well educated as well, but I just think Joey has a good knowledge of sports and he's been around the block. He's big into his history then as well. Oh, yeah, pretty cool. Came third in the George Brown quiz. Right, so that's it. That's our last 16 for questions from the East End. Bit of a different format this year. It's tasty, to say the least. So uh, we'll be getting to work on that soon enough. But next up, we've got our starting 11s and predictions. Right, so we're going to uh, start off with Dundalk. They still haven't conceded a goal. They've set the record now for Aikney cheats in a row. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Gary Rogers is out, so Sava will come back in. And um, it's a tough one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Horgan a goal. I'm gonna go Lukey Bourne left full. I'm gonna go Boyle right full. I'm gonna say Pico and Grace and a half. I'm gonna keep the boys there. I think they've been, they've been playing well together. And there was a couple of people talking about why he's been dropped. Why Pico's been dropped because of his good form and their clean sheets. So I'm gonna go with those. Uh, Dave, I'm going to start you. I'm going to put you in the middle. We need a scrap. You're just saying that because I'm here. We need a scrap. No, we need a, we need a battle in there. And I'm, I just want you to go in and boot O'Donnell. So you in the middle with Finner. We're going to go Cabinet on the left with Brando. I'm praying for a good performance out of Brando on the right. I really just want Brando to show the talent that he has and then stick Shawzy in with Carr. No, I'm going to go with Carr and Borky. That's depending on uh, if hopefully no one pulls up midweek so um, that's my starting 11 I think Davey Mack the boo lumps out people I feel like to play the football well it's going to sound funny now but we're going to mention in a little while that Davey started all three games in Oriel Park mm, last season so it's actually not because you're just sitting here I actually would like to see you play in this game yeah See the way I'm you're dying for a game, right? It's it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough one, right? So we're going to go out there. We're going to try and break this record that they have for the clean sheets. I'm thinking we'll we'll nick a goal. We'll play well. Davy will try and murder someone. So I'll have to take him off (laughs) after 65 minutes. And who better to have to come on to kill a game than Greg Bulger? So you're warning up, you need Greg Bulger just to kind of stroke the ball around and just be that handsome bearded man in the middle that we used to have (laughs) McPhail. Is just do the same job, so that's that's the. No, I like your team. I'm pretty much okay with it. So uh, prediction, I'm gonna. Oh, it's a tough one. 
it's a tough one. I'm gonna have to say one nil win. I'm gonna have to go with it because they're not as potent as they were before as regarding to attacking play. So I think I think we can nick one. We we can score goals anywhere, and it's it's all about just knocking one in against that that tough defense that they have at the moment. But I think we we're well able. I'm gonna go with a Borky screamer. Another one. A bit of magic from Borky, yeah. Yeah, Gary Rogers is out for a month, as we said. So, I remember the start of last season. Sava looked a bit dodgy. Yeah, he does. He's, he's he a bit dodgy. Yeah, conceding poor goals. So, very confident scoring. But I will say a one-all draw. A one-all draw yeah. for the prof. Any S- predictions from Davy? A win. Oh, lovely! That'll do. I'm happy enough with that. So, Mark Lynch did. Yeah. Uh, Bryzer give you any of his petty parabouters? Uh, no, no, he didn't. No, we're not allowed to bet on. <laughs> Anything football related, anyway, that's, that is the real. Go down for the nice, get some tips off Shawzi. Uh, so, Mark Lynch gave us the details on the design of flag competition. This is pretty cool. I sent them my one already, so Mark, uh, no uh, cronyism or anything like that, just throw, throw the, the flag our way. But we have uh, the ball game on April the 13th, will be our first flag day of the season. So, our two flags will be flying. And uh, we want to encourage fans to come in at green and white and make it a colourful occasion. So back in 2010, we had a similar competition when we gave birth to Hooperman and it was just two kids who came with the design. So uh, to come up with a flag idea, it can be as simple as you want. The club will get the flag made and present it to the winning designer in advance of the Bows game. So to enter, you have to email footballlovesus at shamrockrovers.ie by this Sunday. So get designing on your flags and uh, get them in. I'll tell you our design. Our design is, well, the one I forwarded in, it's a fist holding a bag of cans and the fist says SRFC on the knuckles and on the can on the bag of cans it says as if it's a Tesco bag it says TFTS for Tesla the East End <laughs> and then there's a Rover's crest in the corner so that's behind the black background so that'd be my one and uh, you see the Rover's flags home and away Dave do you have any that catches your eye? No they're actually they're very impressive um, I wouldn't say the flag the banner last week caught my eye I'd say so as I was <laughs> on you the saw bench. it yeah yeah I was looking over you didn't see the trouble that too did you I, I saw, it, I saw them. them going up and taking it off but I thought I left one bit as well and that bit went up again then later on so that was quite funny you're just you know you're just you're just buttering these ultras up you really are <laughs> they're going to love you after that I think you've secured your sponsorship for the next few years uh, so Oriel Park on Friday and uh, it's on the telly again so tickets are on sale at the club office until Thursday. Uh, they are hot potatoes. People are snapping them up. Hot potatoes, hot cakes. <laughs> Mixed up your metaphors. <laughs> yeah. Some of the Longford game that was called off. Did you know what's the price? Yeah, it was a tenner per adult, wasn't it? I can't. Since we moved into Tata, I can't no. recall a League Cup game being reduced from. And it's the right way as well. I think kids were free as well. If if I do recall so. Maybe a fiver, but I mean, that's still, come on, it's People great value. People have been arguing about that for years. Yeah, and we're f- finally listening to them. But listen, it's it's, it's a great initiative by the club once again. Same day, 1899. And uh, Oriel Park last season, Dave, like we said, you started in all three games. Beating 2-1 in the opening day. Bit of madness from Borky came on, scored a goal, red card within two minutes. All, all of those things. 1-0 win with a Shawsy swivel and finish. And uh, July, the Shawsy spin and the 1-1 FAI Cup semi-final with the Brando goal which was a cracker at the end of that game so one all just want to mention this as well have you seen online uh, the picture of Deli Ali scoring and he's being abused by the Chelsea fans didn't see that one no and you just like see all these fans in the background I saw it described as a giant renaissance canvas because there's so many characters and possible backstories 
if you see it's hilarious one of, one of our favourite yeah. photos is quite similar of Dylan Connolly that's what I'm talking about yeah oh I don't yeah, remember it that reminds photo. me of the Connolly one yeah. the, the range of emotions in that photograph is brilliant and yeah. actually talking about that photo um, my two brothers are in that photo no way I get swear. the photo up yeah, yeah. they're right at the top and I remember when the photo went up and I, I, was, I was zooming in and I was looking at all the faces yeah. there and I went there they are they're right <laughs> at the back just looking brilliant. on yeah. oh, that's class give us a look see. Um here is one of them here. That's one right. of my brothers there. And <laughs> this fella here actually now with his head down is being blocked. He comes to all the game as well. The other one no, sorry, it was only one of my brothers, yeah, because the other one said he was standing. But look at the right range there. of emotions you have <laughs> in this photograph. Like you've this fella who's laughing. You have this fella who's just glum, no expression at all, and then you've got that pure hatred from the fellas in the front. You've got Ozzy Nate, you've That's got Garrett Brennan. You brought this guy in the show. Purely yeah. because of this photograph. <laughs> he's he brilliant. Hey, you've yeah, got Lukey yeah. Richards in there. You've got Chef. You've got everybody. Just absolute range of emotions. That's what football yeah. does to you, though, isn't it? It's excellent. So hopefully more of the more of that. But I can actually I can yeah. tell you the story about elation about uh, one of the games there last season. It was the one that Chelsea scored in the Chelsea that, swivel that we yeah. won. We'd just been in. Europe yeah. just straight back to Iceland yeah, wasn't it and our flight was delayed and we 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 trained the next day I think and now they just got back from they played was it Rosenberg they played or they, they played in Europe as well it was because we were yeah. we were cheering for Rosenberg and the Boozer and it went to uh, extra time so we knew that they were like tired as well so we went up there and we this actually has to go back this story has to go back a little bit further as well We're not, we played at Celtic in the friendly in Tala Stadium I had the armband for that one because I'd been suspended. Right. So I'd been playing them friendly games. I played against Burnley and I played against Celtic. And people were saying, oh, jeez, that must have been a nightmare playing them because he got hammered in them. I said, you know, I learned something brilliant against Celtic. And we walked out to the tunnel and I had the armband. And I remember Celtic got out early and Scott Brown was standing like halfway over the tunnel. And I kind of walked up and I thought, is he doing that? To, he was looking forward. I thought, is he doing that deliberately? Like, as in, like, I'm taking this this tunnel, like, this is mine. Yeah. And I thought, usually I'd maybe just, I don't know, push. It was my first time being captain. I was thinking, like, push him out of the way here and, like, kind of get back over your own side. But I thought, I'm here with the 19s boys are behind me. I'm not going to start a rook in a friendly against Celtic. Right. So I walked out, but in my head, as we were kicking off, I was thinking, he's just done me there. And, and like he's got one up on me mentally straight away. He's all about that, isn't he? Yeah. So he just took he your took yeah, the tunnel. Yeah, he took my side of the tunnel, our ass side of the tunnel. So then I was saying to Finn, I was like, we have to do that to to someone. So I was saying, where <laughs> where would be great to do that? And I was thinking back out of race, and I was thinking, do you know what? Wouldn't it be great to do it in Dundalk? Because the tunnel is so narrow and tight. No way. But obviously, Finner had been in Dundalk. I don't think he would want it like cause yeah. like, too many eggs because he'd be still friends with some of their players. But then Finner actually picked up a knock over in Croatia. So I didn't know at the time, so I was saying, oh, whoever is, has the armband um, will do what Scott Brown did and will stand over. And I went back in the dressing room and the armband was over my space. I was thinking, happy days, I'm, I'm the captain here. So we said, we asked the gaffer, could he do his team talk a little bit earlier because we're going out to stand in the tunnel. We decided then instead to actually take their side of the tunnel right. and make them stand on the other side. So we got out early and we are standing there all looking forward and they came out and were kind of like, what's, this is what's going side. on? Because they're, they're all on our side of the tunnel there. So we stood there, we weren't moving and Rob Rogers was the referee that day and he didn't really know what to do. So he was going, 
move over that side and we're going we're not moving we're staying here no way so we stood there and they wouldn't come over to the right side so he ended up they ended up having to walk and all the fans the Dundalk fans were like crowding around the tunnel giving us loads of abuse and I just remember turning around to Luke Byrne and he just went I love this yeah. and I was going breathe it in boys this is brilliant suck it in we just walked out and they walked in behind us and I had to do the handshake and whatever else and the two of them were going, what are you doing? Oh, you're an idiot. And I was standing in our side of town and I was thinking, oh, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> they don't beat them 1-0 then. Even better. Like, yeah, 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 yes, like excellent. They looked really it. off at that day, I remember. Yeah, yeah, they, were, yeah. they were terrible. But that's what I was talking about, coming back from Europe, because I knew both of us were, like, both teams were going to be a bit tough. I was thinking, if we can get just a little bit of a mental... Kenny Shields-esque mind games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that Brilliant. day it worked for us. But we've, uh, there's a big topic at the moment with Rovers fans. And it's the facilities up there. Now, if you've ever seen the away section, it's a terrible view. There's probably one or two uh, part of those and they're always full of the brim when we go there. Disgusting. You would never let your daughter or your, or your wife or your girlfriend go there. So what, what's happened is down, down the years, like the horrendous, I mean, if you go there, it's like a battlefield. There's this rigid bits of metal sticking out and it's it, it's, a, it's a hazard. It's definitely, you, like you definitely wouldn't bring your, your wife or your kids or anything like that there. And if the women want to go and use some sort of decent facility of a bathroom, they have to go into the main stand. And then every time they seem to go in there, they've been told, yeah, you have to pay to get in here. So they've been paid an extra fiver to get in because it's 20 quid in the main stand, but we're in the terrace. So it's, oh, there's more there going on. So there's some sort of protest. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. not sure if it's going to go ahead. But Last season, one woman said she had to pretend to be pregnant. Yeah, to just go and use the bathroom. So these guys definitely do treat us like, like cattle, to say the yeah, least. So my brothers now will go to most games and my dad goes to every single game so yeah. he was saying as well Dundalk it's just it's embarrassing yeah it is it really is and like I said there's there's something planned anyway so it should be interesting to see what goes on personally the way I thought I, I wanted to do it at the start was to have some sort of protest and I mean we certainly wouldn't want to have any fights or anything like that but what we should have done is invited some photographers invite some journalists something like that have a protest and then make it known of what's actually going on show them what the story is show them what we have to deal with going to these away sections and just being treated like cattle and not having any facilities there I mean you're going you're going into these portal you have to go to the bathroom what if you want to eat after that you know what I mean there's no there's no facilities there at all so that's what my thing was and I'm not sure what they have planned I really don't know it should be interesting though saw so someone said that we missed our window and I think that's exactly right because Dundalk got that windfall from Europe a protest from an away club now isn't going to make a difference. Whereas back in 2012, when they were shaking buckets at us, yeah, that would have been the time. And we were paying, we paid double in. We now, I mean, they were on their knees, and we paid twice in. So. Now, sadly, it won't make yeah. a difference. Yeah. I think they're too busy. What What did they put in behind the goal? A bit, a bit of concrete. There used to be no concrete behind the away, behind their end, their home end, and now they just concreted now. So I mean, that's that's all they've done for improvements. But let's be honest, those owners aren't going to put any money into the club for yeah. infrastructure. They're they're there for a quick quick book and then that'll be it Lee Barnwell Barney says uh, you have to hand it to Cork took them a few years but they now have the best away section in the league they have a wheelchair area new sizable toilets for men and women they've made a show Dundalk made a lot more money than Cork in recent years and fair play to them it is it's a proper away section now and um, with Karen Connolly who said Siobhan has sorted it out with Dundalk that the girls can use the toilets in the stand without the rigmarole of swapping tickets with people in the stand to use the toilet now that's, that just shows you sums up everything that they actually have to speak to the board and whoever organises the tickets the ticket office in Dundalk can actually arrange for women to be able to go and use the bathroom it's embarrassing it really is but um, Prof you're back in the Gertie Twig bus 
after the dog <laughs> trying to get in. <laughs> That's a little dance. Yeah. And uh, so you're back in the Gary Twig bus. I'm still trying to organise some sort of way of getting there and getting off work. Hope my HR boss isn't listening to this. But um, what we do is we always put someone, if you might have heard of it, it's called the list of hatred. And we always like to put someone on it. And like most recently, for instance, Pat Bourne, Rovers legend in the 80s, four in a row, he put the principal of the, the school next to Tala because he lied in court. And it, it really it really fucked up Rovers. And Mick McCarthy, 56 years following Rovers, he put Longford Town on him because he just hates him. That was a left field. Like yeah. That, yeah. And I, who did I put on? I put on someone recently. I put Johnny Ward from the League of Ireland Weekly. Mm-hmm. The podcast I put, I, I put him on it I can't stand him he's yeah. just so against Rovers so if you want to put someone on it we'll definitely be up for that if there's anything, anything it can be anything like there's a pub in Reykjavik it doesn't have to be a it. person it, it could be a concept it could be, be anything it could be a, like Lukey put on um, it could be a mentality whatever. Yeah, a mental, anything, like, yeah yeah, um, yeah I probably would have something for me that we're talking about a tunnel is friendliness in the tunnel. Oh, it's on it. I see it in the premiership as well. And you Pre-match see Pre-match friendliness is on it shaking hands and happy and yeah. thinking that I'm going to have to kick lumps out of him here. I'm happy enough putting that on twice. Not surprised. Yeah, Pat Flynn. Yeah, Pat Flynn. There's a couple of the pundits on Monday Night Soccer that I won't mention names that will go up there but no, I'll stick it with the tunnel. Right, yeah, now we go. Tunnel friendliness is now on the list of hatred. So uh, that's it for today, Dave. Thanks for coming. You're an absolute gent. What do you think? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah really enjoyed it. Now to say we were t- we were terrified. You, you might think it was a bit tedious, but we tried to make it as, as fun as possible for you. Yeah, and hopefully no, we might great. get you back eventually. Well, I'll say it now. Here, if we win the league, or if we win a cup, sorry, when we win the league and when mm. we win a okay, cup, okay, okay, I'll get. I go for as many as I can get of the lads to come down here ah, and brilliant. a few cans and we'll, uh, we'll oh yes yeah. definitely <laughs> delighted with that so um, yeah so that's it for, for today and get yourselves out to Dundalk make sure you go out and follow the team don't burst it or don't watch it on the telly lie, cheat, steal get your way out to Dundalk and uh, let's throw the kitchen sink at them see you thanks very much and uh, keep on hooping Just take my hand and hold me tight You'll never find